Why is it that every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny? You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know, why don't you motherfuckers just say something nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast, your home for in-depth news discussions, reviews, and deep dives into movies, television shows, and music, with a special emphasis on diversity and the Black experience. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts can be found. And you can also find us on all social media under the handle at SSN Podcast or at our website, SSNPodcast.com. Okay. One time for the birthday, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we need to play. Oh, Three God, Latria. Brandon, you better be glad you, you played this while you're not recording. All right. <laughs> I'm always recording. <laughs> well, I, I'm about to jump in. One time for the birthday, bitch. Hey, <laughs> Well, that's now our intro. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Yay. the Say Something Nice podcast. Today is Sunday, June the 30th, and as you can hear from um, everybody, we have Latria. I am Batman. And Ken. Ken. Hello, guys. And Ali. (laughs) I have literally been waiting to do that for weeks. (laughs) Guys, I'm lame, okay? Let's roll with it. <laughs> no, yeah, we, no, we're, you're good. And, but as you can tell from the intro, um, today is somebody's birthday. It happens to be mine. Woo! The birthday so, bitch. Yes. Hey! Yes, happy birthday to me. I just turned 27. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> sure. And I'll be 27 forever. Damn it. <laughs> um, is that yes. your Saturn year? My Saturn year? Google it later. I'll, I'll look it up in a second. Um, let's see. But first, we're going to talk. We're going to talk. So I'm turning 27. Um, but there is a certain someone who is turning 50 this year. Um, and he's of a species that doesn't actually live that long in real life. So it's quite an achievement for him. Ruh-roh. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be talking about his career and his the career of him and his his meddling friends um, <laughs> later on the show. But first, we have reviews to get to. I'll go first because uh, I think I'm the only person who saw this movie. As soon as I figure out what he said, oh Saturn years, oh 29 years. Okay, I got you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I saw yesterday. Yesterday. (laughs) Why? Well, (laughs) there has never been in the history of the motion picture, well, there actually has. Uh, So there have been, I will say, three trailers in the history of motion pictures Mm -hmm. that have been, well, four, because little counts. Let's say uh, there's three trailers this year. Let's do this year. Okay. That said, Brandon, this movie was made for you. Shazam. Yesterday did that to you? Little and yesterday. 
because when I, I saw that trailer, I said, yes. <laughs> really? Well, is it because the Beatles made movies back during like one of your favorite decades? I mean, make songs? Maybe. <laughs> I just really thought it was a great concept. For those who don't know, if you weren't bombarded with this trailer in front of everything this year, Yesterday is a, is a British film. It's a story directed by Danny Boyle. It's a story of an um, Indian-British man named Jack who's a struggling musician over in, Susse- uh, in, in, um, in Sussex. He, um, he gets hit by a bus. Well, all the lights across the world go out for 12 seconds. All of the lights. All of the lights. And that includes the lights on a bus. So he gets hit by the bus. He, but when he uh, wakes up in the hospital and gets better and everything... Um, his at his little like welcome home party, he gets a new guitar because his guitar was smashed in the accident, and he plays yesterday for his friends. And they're like, "That's the most beautiful song I've ever heard." When did you write that? And he's like, "I didn't write it. Paul McCartney and John Lennon wrote it, the Beatles." <laughs> and he realizes that whatever happened, the Beatles no longer exist in this timeline. Some Thanos shit happened in them in twelve seconds and erased the Beatles. Well, mm. it erased them from being famous music- musicians. They never made their songs. They never made any albums. They ever became stars. Come on, wax snap. Yeah. Right. So, plot twist. Was he in a coma the whole time? I mean, that's a spoiler. Are you going to see this movie? No. All right. Well, I'll get to spoilers later. Let me tell you what I thought of the movie first. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, he discovers the Beatles don't exist, and a couple of other random things also don't exist in this timeline, which are joke, which are which pay off as good jokes when he finds them out randomly at different points and times. Mm. Um, but because he's the only person who remembers the Beatles, it enables him to get first a um, a deal with like a local indie uh, recording studio, and then that leads to um, eventually being the opening act for Ed Sheeran, who plays himself, and then being signed to um, Universal Music by Kate McKinnon. Who produced? I gotta look. Who produced this? Like, it... I know Daniel Boyle directed. I think he produced. He produced it as well. Him and Rich and um, Richard something. Richard Curtis, who also wrote it. Oh yeah, yeah. None of these names sound familiar. It's just like it. Nothing. When I every time I saw the trailer, nothing about it made me think that this movie was good. I, I like the idea because I, I was like, this so this is a word. It, yeah, I knew this would be like a movie that would, well, I hope it'll be a movie that would explore our connection to like popular music and to the Beatles in particular. It, mm-hmm. I'll give the movie a B, maybe a B. It's one that B, B minus cuffs because it doesn't quite explore its topic. It's more of a straightforward uh, sort of kind of uh, surrealist rom-com rather because... Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack's manager Ellie, played by Lily James, is the this um because they're like both like in their late twenties, but like she's mm-hmm. been in love with him for like ever since they were children, but he doesn't he sees her as a sister, mm-hmm. and when he becomes famous, she can't leave with him because she's a school teacher, and she can't leave her school job teacher. for yeah for something that she can't depend upon, and so they grow apart, and he and he and she starts dating somebody else. And because he never dated her, and he realizes, you know, how much he meant to her. Is that that's what the main plot is? Mm. The Beatles stuff is like the main like action plot, but the focus of the film is the emotional plot between um, Ellie and Jack as they get separated by fame, and then by a whole entire ocean, and then you know, and everything like that. Mm. Um. So, like, 
it doesn't really quite explain why people like the Beatles or anything like that. Or it never articulates sort of kind of like why that music is so important. It just, you know, it's just, it's awesome. Here are every Beatles song we paid the rights for. Because the movie, I think it's a $30 million movie. $10 million of that went to the music budget. Jesus. Because, you know, um, them Lennon and McCartney songs, they'll come cheap. Especially so now that... that mean that it went to the Jackson estate? Because nah, they, all- they sold the rights like two or three years ago. Oh, they did? Mm-hmm. Who did they sell? Sony. Oh, that's right. I remember uh, that. Oh, it was, a, was it because of... Paul McCartney didn't get or something? No, no. They, no, the, Be- the, the Beatles don't own any of... The, I mean, they get, you know, their songwriter royalties. They don't own the songs. Mm. You, that, you know, that's why Michael and Paul McCartney fell out, right? Yes. Right. But why did they Why did they sell? Was it because... Wasn't he... Didn't he have a bankruptcy or something? Is um, that why? The Michael Jackson estate? Yeah. I no I, no I think the family just just wanted to dispossess them. Oh, okay. Either the family or what? whoever was managing just you know to get the money up front first of all and second of all to sort of kind of get out of the active music business I guess. Cuz I remember when it okay. happened that and they talked about like you know they're they're selling it they're getting this big settlement and you know that's it cuz Michael's gone Michael was the right. one who bought it and wanted it. I don't think the children want to pass it on or anything like that. So let's just get our money and get out. Hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, like the movie is fine. It's cute. It's just not as substantial as I would have liked it to have been. And the first third of it drags a little bit. Like it could have been cut down, not changing anything, just simply shortening the edits. Yeah. Like, it could be a lot <laughs> funnier and tighter with that. And also, there's an issue. I was asking Ali this when I was telling him about the movie before. So, instead of Ellie going on the trip with Jack, um, their friend Rocky goes. Rocky is played as um, like, um, a light-skinned black guy. I forgot the actor who plays him. Oh, I have it. Joel Fry. Yeah, Joel Fry plays him. And um, Himesh Patel plays um, Jack. Uh, is it still cooning when you have a black best friend who's basically your valet and basically is like your, you know, your your like like a Rochester to your Jack Benny, but he's lighter than you? I would say yes, but it, it it's awkward because <laughs> mm. that's the part he plays. He's he's like Rochester to Jack Benny. He's always you know carrying the bags and everything and making jokes and everything. He's the comic relief. He's the house negro. He is the house negro. Yes. <laughs> He's just a very, he's, I mean, the house and girls come light, so, you know. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, he really want a massive kid, but, you know, they can't really technically claim him. Right. Uh, God, yeah. that just makes me miss underground. <laughs> I do miss underground. Yeah, that was, that was they, they, they went into all that complication very well. Uh, but yeah, yesterday is fine. The irony is that I saw it at the new Cine Bistro, not the one that's closer to me, but the one that's in Peachtree Corners, where okay. the seats mm. recline up there. Mm. But I saw it in an empty movie theater. I was the only person in attendance to this 11.30 showing Are of yesterday. You 11.30 a.m. or p.m.? P.m. I'm not surprised. Right. I didn't expect to be alone, alone. It would be like, you know, like sparsely attended, but Jesus Christ. Well, how alone? many people were in the theater, period? Zero. One there. Yeah, nobody. Alone. No, I mean, no, I mean said, in the complex. You said it was PM? 
You said PM, Brandon, mm-hmm. when you saw Brandon, uh, you know the main people who gonna go see this movie go to bed at eight. <laughs> right? So why did you think they were gonna <laughs> said that? I was like, what are you talking yeah. about? Who's gonna be yesterday at eleven p.m. at night on a Saturday? Yeah, you know they probably saw it at eleven a.m. <laughs> <laughs> what were you expecting to see? Up and being shocked. No, sir. <laughs> they were right where they needed to be in bed. <laughs> <laughs> Watching Rachel Maddow or something. Jesus. Going to sleep, going to sleep to my talk shows in front of the couch. <laughs> so yeah, I saw it alone in oatmeal for tomorrow morning. That would kind of freak me out though, being at the movies that late by myself in the entire theater. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was kind of weird. It was definitely kind of watching weird. a rom- romantic comedy. Yeah. Like, so either I'm scared or I'm just super duper sad. <laughs> right. Fuck. He said it first. So I, don't know, I don't feel bad anymore. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> he said it first. <laughs> All right. Whose fucking birthday is this, anyhow? <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, yesterday, B minus. Um, it's cute. Mm-hmm. Would I watch it again? I'm not entirely certain. No. You thought it was going to be another Across the Universe? No, Across the Universe is trash. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I've never actually seen it. I always plan on watching it, but I haven't seen it. That movie, if, if I, I just like it's bizarre. Like, okay. so what's, what's her name? Julie Taymor made that movie. She's the one who did The Lion King on Broadway. It's like, she was so interested in just being fucking weird that she didn't feel like she had to tell a story or develop characters. So it's just one strange musical set piece set to a Beatles song after another. Okay. Well, I'm just interested in it because of, uh, what's her name? Fiona Apple. I really loved her cover of Across the Universe. Uh, That's why, the only reason why I wanted to see it. I, I, but I've never really had a strong interest. I think it's still in my Netflix queue if the, if the movie hasn't left. Uh, Sounds like a good movie to go watch high. It is. It, um, the Say Something Nice podcast does not advocate drug use of illegal. <laughs> However, comma, if you Roll are up. a person who likes to break, who <laughs> likes to do that sort of a thing, um, that's the movie to do it. <laughs> just so everybody knows. Um, or drunk, I guess you could watch it drunk. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, so I saw that. Um, on home video or home media now, because this video is tapes, um, I got Popeye the Sailor, the 1940s volume two. <laughs> Which is funny because um, Laz shared an article in the group about how spinach contains like a steroid that the um, doping council is going to ban for athletes. Oh so now that they, they can't eat healthy food, I guess geez. not. Well, no, the thing is, you had to eat so much spinach if, like, mm. yeah, so, right. yeah. So they might not ban spinach; they might just like you know ban like taking the sub like the supplement that's made from. That um that steroid that's in the spinach. They're probably raiding Serena's refrigerator right now because you know <laughs> they have every week. I can't I can't wait till the only thing you, you can eat eventually is just water. <laughs> right? Right. 
<laughs> yes. So the big joke, of course, is that Popeye was right. And a lot of these articles have shared images with Popeye on them. Um, but yeah, these Popeye cartoons were from 1946 and 47. Uh, there's one more, like, volume three is the last one I'll get because that's when I tap out of Popeye cartoons. Once you get to the 1950s, they're trash. And I don't, mm. I don't mean that as a euphemism where it's like over-exaggeration. They are terrible cartoons from top to bar- bottom. Those are literally the ones where they just said, okay, so Olive Oil and Popeye are on a date. Bluto shows up. He does three things. He kidnaps Olive Oil and tries to rape her. Popeye comes and eats spinach. He comes and saves her. Bluto gets um, put into a funny situation. Iris out. A Paramount picture. Like, they get really problematic. They get really just routine, and they just get really dumb. Well, routine and problematic. Uh, but yeah, my favorite cartoon on this one is Rocket to Mars, which is bizarre, even bizarre by Popeye standards. They're at the Technical Museum, and they're looking inside of a rocket ship inside the museum, and for whatever reason, Olivora sits on the controls, and she accidentally launches Popeye into outer space. He lands on Mars where Bluto... Um, wearing a short set is a um, is, is is a is playing a green oh, Martian, <laughs> and he kidnaps Popeye, turns him invisible, and he um sets his um, Martians to attack the Earth. You know, mm-hmm. like um they're filling up warships and everything. Popeye eats his spinach, and he beats up every Martian and turns them all into a um a, a amusement park. You know, Popeye punches something, it turns into something else. That sort of joke. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's a very funny and very bizarre cartoon that doesn't follow any sort of logic rules, and that's what, what, where animation works best to me. Uh, I also got uh, Johnny Quest, the complete original series, which, um, so mm-hmm. these are the restored versions of the 1964-65 version of Johnny Quest. They, yeah. for a long time, people complained because when you watched them, A, they edited them for content, or, you know, to have some of that racism and some of that violence, and B, the end credits were always incorrect because I guess when they syndicated these cartoons, they wanted to have just one end credit. So they chose one random cartoon and used that credit. But the but it's one of them old shows where every credit is different because it's a network show. So they, for decades, were not properly crediting the right writers, voice artists, animators, etc. So they went back and dug in the vaults and found the correct um, end credits and put it all into HD on Blu-ray. Uh if you like Johnny Quest, it's great. If you don't like Johnny Quest, stay away. Um, it's still as problematic as ever. Um, a whole Johnny of, Quest is problematic? Who would have thought? Uh, <laughs> I know Haji is, and, but, uh, well, yeah, never mind. Oh, Haji is the tip of the iceberg, because at least Haji is supposed to be an actual character. You know, Johnny Quest, about a good third of the runtime, is brown villains being shot dead on sight, falling off of clips and screaming, as they fall to their deaths. Oh, wow. Um, you know, there's Dr. Zen, Dr. Quest's arch enemy, who's, you know, is, is fr- from the Cold um, War. So he's like an evil Chinese um, scientist who's always trying to steal Dr. Quest's inventions so he can use them um, behind the Iron Curtain to um, bring communism across the globe. Um, there's an episode where Johnny, Haji, and Ray Bannon get... Um, uh, they get lost in South America and they're kidnapped by pygmies. I'm pretty mm. certain pygmies come from Africa, not South America, but you know. I was just about to ask. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Um, but I mean, the better Giant Quest episodes are the ones where they focus on like weird monsters or like just, you know, more like direct kidnapping plots and things or shit that doesn't involve, if it involves, you know, cultural appropriation or misuse, it, it's tempered by something like the Mummy episode where, you know, it's got your stereotypical for the time, like, Egyptian Arabic stereotypes, but there's a fucking mummy walking around. Like an actual mummy. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so, like, I mean, you know, it's... it's, And it also, of course, it looks great because Doug Wiley, the art director, you know, he did a really great job. Like, there's never been an action show that looks like Johnny Quest, except for, like, the Venture Brothers, which is on purpose. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's that. Is that everything? I think that's everything. Um, oh, wait, no, it's not. Because I saw The Last Black Man in San Francisco on Monday. Mm-hmm. I really want to see that. Yeah, because... Co- yeah, Coffee Light Sweet talked about it on the last episode. So I went to go mm-hmm. see it. It's everything she said it was. I really enjoyed it. Um, I would give it an A+. Plus. Uh, it's somewhere fighting with Rocket Man for best movie of the year for me so far. Mm. A very great movie. Um, I really appreciate that the way it draws its characters. Like, I I appreciate this new wave of independent Black cinema where we're actually seeing Black people who act like human beings for the first time in a while in these movies. Right. Where everybody isn't trying so hard to be, to live up to like a stereotype, even the ones that we like as a collective unit, at least, or the ones that we have revered. Like, the two, the two lead characters of The Last Black Man in San Francisco are weirdos. And I mean that in the most loving and best way possible. I'm sure you do. Because it's basically, uh, it's another story like, um, it ironically would be a good double feature with um, Blind Spotting. Because it's, it's basically, Blind Spotting is about Oakland gentrification. Last Black Man is about San Francisco gentrification. Mm-hmm. But as opposed to Blind Spotting, which is more of a comedy, even though it's a very dark comedy, a very dark comedy. Uh, uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco, it's more of a... It's more of a drama. There's still there's some lightness to it here and there. Um, but like it's a little bit more subdued. Everybody's really good in it. I forgot the name of the two. I mean, who are the two leads of that movie? Cause I know I was gonna say, I'll say that Tashina Arnold and Mike Epps are really good in it, but they're they are good actors who often don't get to be in good projects. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, Mike Epps was in um, Sparkle, the remake of Sparkle with Whitney Houston and um, Jordan Sparks. He's the best thing about it. Him and Carmen and Jogo, they are very good in it. It's... He was good in that role. What happened? Uh, it, it was, it was, he was so good in that role, it felt a little bad. Yeah. That, that was the guy. He was like, who are you? Jimmy Falls and um, Jonathan Majors are the leads. Well, Jimmy fails. Jimmy fails because, like, because his character is named after him. Yeah. But I read that he plays like a fictionalized version of his of himself. Yes. And apparently, they've been wanting to make this movie for a long time, and 
uh, Brad Pitt and his team gave them the money, I guess, to do it. Um, yeah, it's uh, wait, I don't wait. It, it, it's about five years because I heard them on the um the the guy that was the co-writer. He was on Screenwriters Rant Room. Yes. Um, and I listened to that last week, and he was saying, I feel like he, I think it was about like five years for them to make it, or something. Yeah. At least five years, I know. I'm Brad Pitt giving me black production money. Yeah, and Lena Waif is mad about it. Really? Yeah. Were you here? You you were here for the main show last week. Um, yeah, that was one of the articles we read. Lena Waif was very angry that um that Brad Pitt was financing these movies and Will or Denzel weren't doing it. But mm-hmm. but then Will and Denzel were doing small black studio movies, not small black independent movies, which the, which is a difference, but they it wasn't like they were ignoring black people who wanted to make movies that didn't have the opportunities otherwise. Right. I'm a chair. I, mean, I still like Lena, but I feel like, every, like lately she, it's just been coming more and more stuff up that about her to be like, eh, yeah. come on. Yeah. Hey, y'all, hi. Quadris is here. Say hi to Quadris. I sent you a text. Hi, Quadris. Hello. To Quadris. What's up, What is it? Oh. Can he hear us? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, I say hello, hello, hello. Oh, okay. Kendrick, I sent you a text. He's, Thanks for ignoring me. You're so low, Quad. That's just my sexy voice. I can't help that. Oh. You're giving us, like, uh, what, I'm, giving that, that <laughs> I'm giving you trade. I'm giving you trade. I'm giving you trade. I'm talking to you live in the jack-off hour. Yeah, oh my I'm giving God. you trade. You see it? Ricky Harris. <laughs> yes. 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 That is quite well, that's, that's trade voice. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about that. That's what I think a trade voice is. I don't know. Okay. Hey, what's up? What's up? You know what I just watched yesterday? Into the Spider-Verse. You you it's didn't really see it in the theater? Brandon, you know I don't do cartoons, so the Into the Spider-Verse is not hey. a cartoon. Okay. Brandon, can you can you turn quads up all you up a bit? Yeah, I'll turn it up He's... in the computer no, because I, I don't want to like Blow out the levels yeah, yeah. on him. Because he's giving me soft and warm quiet storm, and I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say, he gave me soft and cut. <laughs> well, that too. You're giving me everything I'm such a gay. I watch too many ball videos, I think. How's that? Is that better for him? Quadra, say something. Hello. Is that better? Yeah, better. Yeah, better. Bro, you got wine? Maybe that'll get my voice better. I have rum. I have rum, and I have brandy. Oh, brandy! But you're not brandy, allowed to oh, drink on microphone. You, you got <laughs> oh, grown man problems, Brandon. Why am I not allowed to drink on the microphone? Well, Last time you did, you threw them on the um the rug. Remember, I just come from wow. the Yeah, you did. Why are you I just was... exposing? You see that? <laughs> he threw up on the microphone. You, that's, that's how you know who your real friends are, Ali. That's how you know who your real friends are. What about your friends? But yeah, Kendrick, I do have grown grown man problems. That's why I have the brain. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm like, niggas who drink brandy, it's like, who? that's one step from Wynoville. Well, it depends. Like, are you drinking out of a sniffer or a styrofoam yeah. cup? I mean, it's, like, you got, it's a little Jack Daniels bottle. It's nothing that serious. I mean, do you, oh, got, some, do you, you got some ripple around there? Ripple. Ripple, wow. Brandon. That would, that would fit with my personality and my love of old shit, but damn. <laughs> Not ripple. Wait, is, wait, is, Brandon, is your setup like the, the white woman in Young and Restless? <laughs> Lock off. You got a decanter. <laughs> Lock off. Lock the fuck off. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> you know Victor had to had to pour all that thing down the drain. <laughs> all right, what were we talking about? All right, but yeah, but first introduce. Well, all right, me put this thing up so I know where to cut this back in. Hi, everybody. I had a special guest just walk in my door. We have Quad. Hello. Quad was on the show two years ago. He was very drunk. We were talking about... Yeah, it was two years ago. We were talking about R&B shit. It might have been three. Shit. Jeez. Yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) I think that was one of y'all better shows. Of course it was. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so uh, Last Batman in San Francisco, um, A+, go see it. Oh, I forgot. The tree, you wanted me to spoil yesterday for you. Is she there? Um, she might have walked away. Also, also, I, okay. yeah. Also, Brandon, how, you said Into the Spider Verse is not is not. Oh, um, she's feeding the dog. It's not a cartoon, but Brandon, it 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 is traditional. It is partially animation. That is. Thank you. Sir. That is partially. Well, um, it's, I mean, because like when Quiet says cartoon, so Quiet before we um got, he just told me he just saw Into the Spider Verse because it's on Netflix. And I said, you didn't see that in the theater. He said, Brandon, you know I don't do cartoons. And I, I was going to say is that Into the Spider-Verse is more than a cartoon. It is an achievement in motion pictures. Okay. It is it's an achievement cartoon. and an experience. It's an experience. That is one of the best movies I have ever seen, period, in any format. Because it uses animation, like, hand, like hand-drawn yeah. style, computer style. It's ridiculous how good that movie is. I was in a the theater, Paradise. like, transfixed. And it stars a little black boy. It was all right. And it stars <laughs> a little black boy. <laughs> I mean, it was cool or whatever. For a cartoon. Y'all see, y'all see okay. See <laughs> no, I actually thought it was really good. But it was a cartoon. Okay, fine. But it was really good. Oh, I still got that, that, that like, cartoon of kids mentality. Yeah. I mean, I mean... Are we really going to talk about it, or are we just glossing over it? Because if we go ahead, I mean, cartoons give you what they give you. Uh, like the plots wow. are just deep enough for children to understand. Ain't no deepness going on, no deepity in it. You know, it was cute. Have you, uh, you mean like the presidential debate this past week? I didn't watch them. I'm not interested that. in anybody. I'm. I. I don't. I don't know how that's how I feel about any of them people. Um, but yeah, there are animated films quadrants that are deeper than that. Some are intended for kids, like Coraline, for example. Some are not. Coraline was good. I like that. Like, like, um, like Spirit of the Way is a good example. Who? Spirit of the Way is a, it's a Japanese movie by Hayao Mirazaki. Yeah. Hayao. Hayao, my bad. Um, I'm trying to think of some others that aren't just vulgar. Like the Ralph Bakshi stuff is not intended for, for kids, but it's also just like vulgar, just like. You know, tits and dicks. You know, like Fritz the Cat and Heavy Traffic and all that kind of stuff. And the a lot of studio, a lot of studio Ghibli movies aren't aren't aren't. They they are yes, they're, they are targeting those audiences, but they are a lot deeper. Yeah, they're they're, they're better written. The Pixar movies, like um, Ratatouille in particular, like is a movie and Inside Out. Those are two of the best written movies of of like the last like ten or fifteen. I still years. haven't seen Inside Out. Yeah. You should watch watch it, but watch it alone. Inside yeah. Out, Inside and, Out is the movie and about the feelings. Have your tissue ready, Ken. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, speaking of tissue, you know what else was good? What that movie about that little Mexican boy? I Coco. still haven't seen it. Coco. Yeah, that was yeah. really good. Yeah, that almost made me cry. Watch that one alone too. I just attempted to hit play again yesterday and chickened out for like the thirtieth right, time. 
I watched that in the theater, me and a friend. We were both in there like, I'm not going to be a bitch. I'm not going to bitch up. <laughs> 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 yeah, that, 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 that last act started up and, mm-hmm, yeah, that gets <laughs> you. It's irresistible. If you will cry. It's inevitable. You know, it's going to be a long time before I ever watch Coco again. I can't do this. No. No. I, when it showed up on Netflix, I was like, uh, yeah, you thought you got me. No, I'm not doing this. Nope. You know, Kleenex needs to sponsor like a Pixar double feature with us. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Are you know, you I'm surprised me? that movies, I'm surprised that they haven't done that. You're absolutely right. Why not choose the, the only time? time I've seen that happen is when, and Quiet was there. They show Imitation of Life in Carmen Jones down at the um at the downtown a couple of years ago, and they had Kleenexes lit ready for you in the back when you Imitation of Life when um Haley and Jackson came. <laughs> oh, oh Lord. Yeah, I didn't cry. Companies, yeah, companies should make a killing from that. Like they should advertise their. They should products. be in the pre-show reel when they show the popcorn and shit. It should be like a clean ass commercial. Yeah, you. <laughs> like, you know, you know, you know, so spots. Yeah, they showed the fuck have all of them. <laughs> Latria, you wanted me to spoil yesterday for you. Yeah, so yes. he was in a coma the whole time. Yeah, oh, no, no. So, so yesterday, yeah, if you've not seen yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, skip ahead three minutes. Um. He was not in a coma. It was just some weird movie shit. Some weird movie magic shit, like Field of Dreams or, some, or something like that. The world changed forever when he when when that when now all the lights went out. Oh, There's so no, it wasn't it wasn't a dream thing. Like it stayed like that. It me. wasn't a dream, it stayed like that. That's stupid. No. <laughs> Brandon, no, I am mad. And you gonna sit up here talking about I give it a B. I mean, it might be. I like thing. that it stayed like that. I didn't what, what no. did it be like where he he bleat, he woke up and like, Jack, you're okay. The Beatles are still. That would still make exist. more sense. This is stupid. <laughs> People do not go see this movie. Wow. I haven't seen any previews of this movie. I'm offended. You haven't well, you don't go to the movie theater. I, you're right. The peop, the Universal's put this in front of every movie I've seen all year. I, I keep yes. seeing that trailer. Every, this and um this and that. Fucking super! super. Movie. <laughs> I hope it bombs. Like I'm so sick of that. I don't know. Neither I'm one so of these. So, that. so Brandon. Yeah. So since you like this movie so much, would you be okay with a movie where suddenly a uh, something happens to this black girl? All of a sudden, she wakes up and the Supremes got snapped away. <laughs> yes, he would. Oh, I actually would. And she, she's the only one who remembers the songs. <laughs> yes, and, and, that's a good that movie. Really, really, isn't that way forever? <laughs> the, I, it, like, 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 she goes out there. She tries. She starts. Like, she gets two of her girlfriends. They start a girl group and they do autumn songs. Yeah, that's a, that. I, that works. That tracks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you snap away. The problem, of course, is that Motown wouldn't have been as big as it would have been without the Supremes. But you'd be okay with that, though, because it'd be like a good movie. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it's a fantasy, Ali. It's a fantasy. It's a wait, what if. This is, wait, no, you would have been the, mad as heck. I don't been like, no, to... you can't just erase, <laughs> erase well, black you, you don't have to get into the whole movie, but like, is it set in modern time? Yesterday, yeah, yesterday is a British movie that just came out. It's about an Indian British guy named Jack. He's a, he's a struggling musician. Um, one night on his way home on his bike, all the lights across the world go out for twelve seconds, and he gets hit by a bus in them twelve seconds. When he wakes up, like, the world doesn't remember who the Beatles are. Like, he's the only person who remembers the Beatles and their music. He's a musician. Right. So he gets signed to a label with their songs and becomes famous. 
Okay, so Ooh. that wouldn't work with the Supremes because the songs that they made aren't going to do anything <laughs> in 2019, unfortunately. <laughs> I was actually thinking that, and I didn't want to wow. say that. Uh, but well, yeah, I was then wondering. Let's, let's, let's change it to Destiny's Child. Ooh. Now I can that see that. Work. That could work. Because <laughs> they're a little more modern. The same concept, a little, little more modern. Uh-huh. And Beyonce, so that means Beyonce isn't famous. So, so, so like, like this, um, you know, like this black girl who's struggling, she she becomes Beyonce. Ooh, I can see that. So she <laughs> just that. So she, she pays I would go see that. What if somebody got rid of R. Kelly? I was like, about to say R. Kelly, like, but I thought it was too soon. I was gonna say R. Kelly, but well, no, he can I die. Say, he can die. I, that's my thing. But it would, but the moral implications of getting rid of him and taking over his songs is insane. So listen, Ooh, that, would that means Aaliyah explore. would never be famous. Hmm. Well, well, no, Aaliyah would still be famous. No, she so, just wouldn't uh, be Come on, let's be Baby. honest. Aaliyah did all of her work with Timbaland anyway. Like R. Kelly, is good. Yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. Yeah, her best work, but she still she still had to be put on the map. I mean, don't front. I ain't gonna front. I love AJ number to number. You're right, but. Her good After, shit like, was one in a million. million. Really yeah. 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 Uh, I can see R. Kelly stole my CD. But yeah, I think also yesterday is tuned for white folks. Of course. Because they, like, like I'm sure, what? I haven't checked his Facebook. I'm sure John saw this shit Thursday night. Because, <laughs> like, where is John? I, um, he uh, don't come around no more. Oh. Hey, John. <laughs> if you're listening. Well, he's still talking and everything, but, you know, he's just, you know. He busy. He had a big old life to leave. Yeah. All right. But yes, go ahead. Uh, so, all right, what have y'all been watching now? Latria, oh. you, and, you and Ken oh said y'all God. are watching um, that Gina Rodriguez picture on Netflix. I forgot oh. what it's called. Well, I want to talk about what I saw in the theater this week. Remember? Oh, okay. What you see in the theater? Oh, my God. The funniest movie of 2019. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This, yeah riveting cinematic uh, experience. I saw Shaft. Mm. <laughs> and loved it. Me and all of the aunties were up in there cackling <laughs> and clapping and saying, you cackling go, Cackling and clapping yeah. with the aunties. I, you know what I see? I see keyhole blouses, shoulders cut out, <laughs> Moscato in your big bag. That's what I... Aunties. <laughs> You, you wouldn't be wrong. No, not me. <laughs> no, not you, but the aunties. That's how they came yeah, to Yeah, they were. And then, like, <laughs> I said this in a group chat, but, like, when I was leaving out, two two of the aunties were like, you know, he was like, yeah, that 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 was a good movie. That was good. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, the couple I sat next to when I saw Shaft, you thought they were watching Endgame. They were that into it. Like, this good. I told It's so... The reason why I got bad reviews is because Samuel L. Jackson as the dad, he acts the way a black 60-year-old dad acts First of all, when he has a son who's a little son. I feel like that's why they loved it because they were- <laughs> did you have to Did you have to use that kind of voice? You said soft? Yes, like, I did. What, what are we like, implying with soft? Jesse T. Usher plays the son. Hmm. You know Jesse T. Usher. Give me you? something he played in. Survivor's Remorse. Yeah. The basketball player? The basketball player. Oh, I like him. Yeah. Um... Brandon, that was funny to me because I heard you like almost doing the auntie, you know, because when their son's a little, you know. You should have saw his face. It was very much so, you know, he's kind of funny. 
He got a little sugar in his tank. That's how he gave it to me. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's what they were probably saying. Like, oh, you know, he got a little sugar in his Girl, tank. You know, he's special. You know. And that's the running joke of the movie. It's an R-rated comedy. Mm. But I kind of feel like it wasn't misplaced for me. And I don't... And I know we were having this conversation with Ali, too. Like, I just... I don't feel like it was super offensive because to me, it wasn't like if he was an abusive dad or if he was like doing something that was just really horrible, like I wouldn't have liked that. But I kind of feel like it was more so joking, but I don't like he didn't treat him any differently. So for me, I didn't really take offense to what he was saying. He was just like an old black man in his 60s. And that's how they talk. Yeah, who just kept asking his son, does he like pussy? Are you sure you like pussy? What oh, that, might pussy yeah. me. that might trigger like, me. That movie might trigger me. I didn't. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but I don't. I loved it. Like I. Yeah. Like like it's it's definitely Jesse like a, acting. Uh, it was better than on Survivor's Remorse. I give him I, that. He, you didn't like that. Was he also like him on it? Almost Christmas. Was that him? Yes, that was him. Okay, I liked him in that, but. Mm, yeah, his acting was a little bit questionable in this. I loved um Alexandra. And you never thought you'd say them words, did you? Well, I liked her because I liked her in um, Love, Simon. Okay, Yeah, she's really good in Love, Simon. Yeah. Now, I didn't like her character. I kind of felt like she took offense that his daddy was back too personally. And I was like, but girl, like, respect your elders. Because she got real rude with him, like, literally the second. She was like, who is this? Well, yeah, and she's she's supposed to be like the, like, like. like... I, was, I was like, girl, but you don't know this man. You're picking rude with him. Yes, she was supposed to be like the proxy for like the people, like the good white liberals in the audience who, you know, this yeah. problematic black man, we got to bring him down to size. Then yeah. just the usher shoots up that shoots up that club and gets rid of all them bad guys. She sits there behind the um the the, the chair looking at him like, ooh, mm, this is yeah, a strong man. And I told man. you why, Brandon. I told you why in the chat. <laughs> and I will say it on here for those who are in our chat. As a light-skinned woman... <laughs> When you see a black man taking down folks, you know, the hairs on the back of your neck, just stand up. And so I got it. When she, I got it. When she was in that restaurant, I was like, girl, I feel you, honey. Because you was like, he's this little nerdy IT dude that worked for the FBI, but all of a sudden, who like, you know, didn't own a gun, but all of a sudden he just knew what to do and was like drop kicking folks. And, you know, she was like, wait a minute, who is this? <laughs> Like I get it. It made it made perfect sense for her to have that exact reaction. Now, what I didn't understand, Regina Hall, I just I didn't buy her being his mom. Mm. She was just she's too young for me. I don't know. I just didn't buy no, it. No, she's fifty oh. something. She's in her early fifties. He's his character is real life? thirty. Yeah, Regina Hall is fifty one or fifty two. What? I mean, look it up. What? She, she she's a lot oh, older no. than she looks. Hold on, hold on. Her, um, Regina Hall, Regina Hall. Um, she's 48. Still. Oh, whoa. Shut your face. That black ain't cracked. <laughs> <laughs> Go, girl. Yeah, and he's... Th- I mean, she's probably playing a little bit older than she is. So I'm like, guessing he... But he had to have always been much older than her, right? Like, Shaft. Yeah, like, um, yeah, they to some degree. Younger. Like, because he's supposed to be 60 in this. Right. Well, it makes sense, right? Because, I mean, it's Shaft. Lord Jesus, True. yeah. <laughs> Shaft! But Shaft. I, I enjoyed, I loved the movie. 
Right. I really enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was like I had a good time watching it. It was it was hilarious to me. Right. And for those of you who are outside the U.S. and there are a few of y'all. How y'all doing? Um, you can watch Shaft already on Netflix because Netflix brought the distribution rights internationally. Because Ali was perplexed because one of his German friends was like, Shaft's on Netflix. And I told you on this show last two episodes ago, Ali, that they sold the rights. And so the shit's probably going to be on the fire stick t- already today. And I told you, Sonny, that you speak up too long. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Brandon, it was just like, I get, I get both sides, but let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with him. Uh, what else did y'all see? <laughs> oh, um, I well, I did watch. Well, I have a bone to pick with Ali and Ken Uh-oh. because they oh. were up here touting this last season of Jessica Jones, and I was like, okay, prepare to be mesmerized. <laughs> And I watched um, the, I've watched the first three episodes, and I just have no will to continue because I'm annoyed. Oh, the first three episodes were rough. Okay, because I was like, if this is about to turn into the Trish show, I am not here because that hoe got to die. Like, I'm so sick of her. Okay, well, I'll go ahead and kind of spoil warn you. It starts getting good around episode four or five, and then up till episode nine. And episode nine is just like, really, y'all gonna do this to me? I mean, oh. it's still better than season two. Yeah, but uh. It does kind of turn into the Trish show. And like, I, what did I say? The Trish was the main villain of season two. I'm sorry. Yes. Her, her, I want to be, I want to be a hero. I had to be a hero. I want to be special. I'm so sick. But it gets to the point where it's just like being a hero is just a substitute for her own addiction and her own anger issues. Right. It's like they literally have her walk around looking like she's about to scratch herself like a crackhead looking for somebody to beat up. This is Trish Walker, right? Yes. The blonde. Yes. The, you got blonde. any more villains? Yeah. You, the, you got any more villains? The one who comes from the like the the now defunct Marvel like teen romance universe. Yes. Yes. For the, yeah. for those who don't know, um, she used to be Patsy Walker, and she used yeah. to be basically like an Archie character back in the fifties. For but for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was annoying me. Um, so I've been watching that. I still have not um, worked up the nerve to watch the second episode of Euphoria, just because. <laughs> That first episode. That first episode was so much, but I, I planned on watching it this morning. But I was like, ah, I just I don't know. I can't. I'm gonna have to. Wait. It actually um kind of relaxes a bit. Like the okay. pace isn't as frenetic. Um, it's still a lot. You still, yeah. They still go. They still gonna give it to you. Yeah. But it's still good. Uh, but my, I like Euphoria, and I, I will say maybe I'm a little biased because I love shows that have a lot of spectacle that can be like over the top and like yeah. really dramatic and stuff like that. Yeah. But, I, I get upset because I've read different reviews and different things critics have been saying, and I feel like they either don't get the show or don't understand it, and they're overcompensating in their write-ups. Probably. Like, like they're saying, what, who is this show for? Is it for teens? Is it for the parents of teens? Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Maybe it's like most fucking media where it's about what people can empathize with what people are going through. No matter right. the age. Um, you know, they're talking about, I've read before as well, New York Times article saying, you know, kids don't do drugs and have sex like they used to. Uh, uh, not yes like the euphoria. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, well, number one, how many kids are honest about what they're doing? Hello? So, hey, hey, two, hey, son, what are you doing? Nothing, Dad. This like, is I, just found out, yeah. I just found out they use Google Docs instead of texting, so people can't find it. Like, they show the fuck, dude? Really? I was like, mm-hmm. wow, that's That's, that's, that's the kid's new move. They like, use I, Google Docs to I, talk to each no other. Clue. That's interesting. Yeah. And, and my other point is, 
uh, why does a show about teens need to be so realistic? Uh, I mean, what show on TV is realistic? Even reality TV isn't realistic. Exactly. So why are you putting these like stipulations on the show? You just don't like it, or you just don't get it. Right. Or maybe don't you feel uncomfortable. Or you, or you feel uncomfortable about it. I understand you were a viewer, and maybe you have to say something, but you need to give something like more honest feedback or things about the marriage. You know what I'm saying? Instead of like, I don't right. get these opinions. The show is good. It is. To me. It's, it is good. Um, um, and then I watched someone great today, and I just I could have done something else in the hour and a half. I should have watched Acrimony. Don't you do that? Don't you do it? Please watch Acrimony. Please watch it. Live tweet it or live text it. I want to see the live text. <laughs> Y'all out here really what? You you said you wanted me to watch Acrimony just so I know how bad a movie can get. You haven't seen it, Kendrick? <laughs> huh? You didn't watch it? It was not great. No. Uh. Listen, it's like the room for black people. You have to see it. <laughs> the room. <laughs> the room, the um the Tommy Wiseau movie. It's, from the not 90s. It's not that bad. I don't know what's about it. <laughs> don't worry about that one either. Don't watch it. I did that so you don't have to do that. <laughs> Acrimony yeah, is oh, it's it's amazing how bad it is. But Taraji is trying her hardest. And, That's the only reason why I watched it. And Larry Bent is getting the tubs in the big gigantic tubs naked. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> I can't wait to see what Tyler Perry brings to the BET streaming service. Oh my god, no. Yeah, hey, we haven't talked about that yet. Are they gonna make people pay for that? Yeah, it's they're it's, it's like it, it's how many times can I watch Baby Boy? How many times can I watch Baby Boy? So, it's supposed it's supposed to be like there's CBS All Access where it's original content and the old shit they always show and you you know you pay like I don't know much. I already have ATL and Baby Boy on DVD. Right. What I got to treat you I already <laughs> have Who Made the Potato Salad on DVD. Why do I need to pay for BT streaming service? That I have no, probably free. not. Because that's a pretty good movie. They won't show that. Y'all, I already have this Christmas. I don't need... Right. I don't need to pay $7 a month. I've already seen The Color Purple several oh, times. What Why? Is, they can't, they can't put any of those on their service because I don't think they own any of those movies. They aren't, par- at least the ones that aren't Paramount Pictures, they can't put them up. Oh, okay. Well, that's oh. good. Which ones are those? <laughs> Baby Boys Universal, Color Purple's Warner Brothers. I'm trying to think. Some, one of those has to be a Paramount movie. I have Wait, to be. Wait, are they going to stream... <laughs> What was that show they used to have? Y'all. Teen Song. Comic View. Are you going to stream Comic View? They'll definitely stream Comic View. Oh, well, I might watch that. I might watch some more. Is Cedar's World coming back? Oh, Cedar's World? World, baby. Oh, are they going to have Baldwin Hills? Wasn't that Yeah, they, they'll definitely have, like, all their original content. Oh, College have. Hill. And College Hill. I'll watch oh, College yes. Hill. Yes. Yes. I'll watch College, College Hill. Hill. College Hill Atlanta was I don't. I don't know what Tyler Perry's deal is with his own shows, if TBS still owns the rights to stream those. But if they don't, they'll, I'm sure those will all be up there, too. All the Meet, all the, meet the Browns. And and those I, will I, all I, be horrible, I'm horrible shows. I'm trying to the collaboration to his twin to make more ones, right? Yes. So you can make new ones. Yeah. Like, okay. you, you know, the first show they're making is they're making a, um, a show where the president's married to a black woman. And he's okay. doing it. Yes, he's doing like oh, like God. the West Wing, Damn, but, but, shit, or like Designated Survivor, but produced by Tyler Perry. Wait, so you mean like an interracial white? Yeah, else? interracial white president, black black first lady. Oh, can we talk about Tyler Perry for a minute? 
Go ahead. Because he, he spoke a big game and he's very I'm conflicted trying. to me because I, I, I hear what he's saying. but Oh, yeah, because we, we haven't covered the BET sure. Awards at all. Um, so <laughs> no, the BET Awards happened last week. I don't think he else watched it. We, were, no. we, started, we sort of no. aged out of that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Either aged out or just interested. I know a lot of people watched it and like, you know, like, you know, it's our award show and everything. So I'm not saying you shouldn't watch it, but I don't I think any of us. I heard that it was really good. I kind of yeah. want to see it. I just watched I the performances some... I want to see on YouTube. Yeah, like, like I might go back and watch some of it, like, you know, like um, during vacation. But Tyler Perry was given like a, um, like whatever their like Lifetime. Lifetime Achievement Award was. And he made a speech about how when people were fighting for Oscar so white, I was building my own down in Atlanta. And <laughs> it said everything that is good and bad about Tyler Perry all in one <laughs> sentence. His, I actually he, really liked his speech. It was actually, it was very motivational. And, and I was like, dang. Yeah, on the balance, yeah, because he talked about how, like you know, When these movies come out, they, like, half of them suck. And they're, yeah. like, you just keep giving light-skinned women AIDS. Like, I yeah, like... Because he bought for me. say AIDS? Yeah, yeah. That's what, I mean, Journey Smollett had a limp at the end of that picture. Because that's what HIV does. Everybody knows that. But, so, he did buy Fort McPherson, which was once, you know, a Confederate army base and everything, and now it's owned by one black man and everything. That's all, that stuff is great. But when he got to the Oscar thing, it's literally like, you don't understand why they were fighting for Oscar so white because because I understand Tyler Perry that you and the Academy aren't really friends like that. He, he might be a member. I'm not sure if he is or not. But like they set more than just Oscar awards at the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences. They they develop museum exhibits. They decide what movies get remembered and what movies don't get remembered. You know, they set standards for the industry in certain fashions and things like that. Like, you know, there are things they do besides just hand out little golden statues. Wait a minute. And the reason why they pe- black people wanted more representation is literally like if your job has an incentive program, but they always pick all your white employees and not you, and y'all doing the same amount of work and you're doing as good or better, you deserve a chance to do that. Now, from a financial standpoint, purely financial I understand him 100%. Yes, by all means, don't wait for white people to fund your movies. Build your own, make your own. Yes, that's perfectly understandable. But it's, so it's like, it's literally everything that's good and bad about him in one sentence. Don't, don't give him too huh. much. He does not own Fort McPherson. He owns Half. his studio, and that's it. The rest of it still belongs to the city or uh, some, some other oh, development like, group. He owns like a, like, a, like a good, strong portion. Yes, he does own a lot of it, but the whole thing is not his. Okay. okay. Huh. So how like is so he's only like I guess built up on the the very piece that he does own exactly. I mean, it's, and the rest of it's it, gigantic. The rest, yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. It's, I know it's like hundreds of acres. Yeah, just so everybody knows, in my spare time, I'm the president of my neighborhood association, and my neighborhood is right in that area. So <laughs> they're actually about to redevelop it and make it like a live, work, play type. Oh Christ! Thing. Here come the white folks. More of them. They are already there. I told you. Listen. <laughs> I see white people jogging, like jogging. In your neighborhood? Yeah, in my neighborhood. In East Point? Because that in East Point? I live in Cascade. He lives in Cascade. I live in Venetian Hill. Get it right. I live in Venetian Hill. Oh, it's my bad, my bad, my bad. (laughs) It's right in the corner. (laughs) It's it's West End adjacent. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Come on, West End adjacent. Wow. So listen, let me just say my thing. You see my terminology part? What's that? West End adjacent. I'm joking. Oh, you do that? <laughs> Tyler Perry mm-hmm. uh, has an inflated. I don't know if he really knows. His self. movies are just horrible. 
I don't they know. are live action cartoons. The people are either super evil or super very good and light skinned. And, and so he throws, and he throws bibles at him. Oh my god. Ugh. I am inclined to believe in what Brandon said. Like he doesn't care. What he does doesn't it matter? Care. What he cares Cause about people is because go people, the people who go see it, like the it, auntie, and it makes that, money. The, exactly. The so keyhole cutouts the and the shoulder who in holes. There and shaft with me. Yeah, because like it's he's literally like if Adam Sandler and Adam Shakeman combined into one person because it's that sort of populist. I don't care about the critics. I don't care if it's good. All I care about is what that it's, bottom line yeah. looks like. So, so when so when the so when the people who like Tyler Perry movies stop watching Tyler Perry movies, that's when he's going to change. That's they're not going to. They're not, not going to. They're not. And exactly. you think those people are gonna die, but they're not because they're teaching their grandkids. Yeah. So, so my thing is this though. I used to be really mad about Tyler Perry stuff, but it was mostly because it was like during the recession and we didn't have shit else that was coming out. But now we have. You know, uh, we have, you know, Ava DuVernay making movies. We have Ryan Coogler making movies. Barry Jenkins. We have um, Gina Price Blythewood. We even have, on a good day at least, Will Packer. You know. Mara. Yep. um, Yeah, Mara Brock Akil. Not her husband. I Uh, I, I said said Mara. I said Mara. Uh, But yeah, so (laughs) Tyler Perry can make his stuff and it's not that sort of overarching right. it's the only thing we have anymore so he can be yeah. comfortably ignored by people who want exactly. to ignore him people who want to watch it can watch it because I was telling yeah. y'all I have never seen a single frame of um, except for the promos for what's that show on, on the own called what's it called the, the ha- soap the opera have and have yes not? yes oh now wait a minute now it's actually like it's, <laughs> it's actually kind of entertaining but if, if you if you realize that it's it's a nighttime soap opera yeah watch and like, watch it that vein, then then it's like entertaining to you. Like but a Negro Riverdale, like, I guess, or like Empire, like generation. Yeah, and basically like how ambitions is like ambitions is like a soap opera. <laughs> you said a Negro Riverdale, but <laughs> more like Negro passions, like Riverdale. 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 Who's the villain in Niggerdale? Two points. <laughs> Still Mr. Lodge, but Mr. Lodge, he's, he's like a he's like an evil. He's Brian. What's that man named? Brian J. White. He's like evil light skinned man. Don't do that. I like Brian. I know. Is there ever a good Brian J. White? I love Brian J. White. I used hey, to love he said ambitions. Isn't that the dude that's an ambition? Brian White. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah it is. I, he's playing Robin. I saw him in person randomly during some like Atlanta. An ambition during Super Bowl weekend. Mm-hmm. That man looks like, like you know how you see, like you know uh, you can look on TV and somebody like looks like they re- overdid the CGI. <laughs> he drinks a lot of water. Yeah. Uh, he's That's also, how he looks in person. Oh my god, he's hydrated. He's you are man. He's wearing fancy. I'm sure. He's oh, also very mineral. <laughs> Don't, don't you speak ill of Fenty? No, I'm not, I'm, speaking, I'm not speaking ill of Fenty. They're, they're doing a good job to keep him looking uh, together. But yes. Why, yo, why, wait a minute, I'm sorry, side note. Why did I look like I saw a meme today? Somebody was talking about how Rihanna, everybody wants new music from her. And she just keeps on coming out with new products. And what? somebody's like, Rihanna, we want some new music. What, you want car insurance? Fenty car insurance? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she's trying to make some real money. Listen, but, she is worth a billion dollars, and she's like, "You gonna get this song when I finish? When I fucking feel like it, exactly." And I'll wait. I'll wait. We will. Yes, we will. But so, someone great, Gina Rodriguez, said it's not good, right? 
Right. Well, Ken said he liked it. I did not. I'm not convinced of her acting, and I don't think I've seen her in it. Like, I don't watch that show. Jane the Virgin. Right. And I don't, I don't recall seeing her in anything else that I, like any other movie or anything. So her acting just was not convincing to me. DeWanda was great. Brittany Snow was great. Um, also, it felt like, you now it could have been the material that was written, but it just, it made Lakeith seem like that he can't act. Oh, Lakeith is in it? Yeah, Lakeith? he plays her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And it just, he, he, he plays Gina Rodriguez's boyfriend? Yes. Wow. Okay, I'm watching it now. I know if it's good or bad. I, yeah. I got to see that. <laughs> and he, you know, like he's already weird in real life, but it just, it just, if he felt misplaced, like I just felt like he wasn't right for that. He shouldn't have been the person in that role. But again, it could have been the material because it wasn't that riveting. Okay. So I mean, you know, it was a cool like. Sunday afternoon. Oh, it's like three o'clock. Let me, you know what? Let me just put this on because it was like storming here, and I was like, ah, just let me watch something real quick. Right. And I was like, mm, not spectacular. Okay. Uh, anything else, Ali? Are uh, you, Latria? Anything else at all? Oh, uh, uh, did I talk about ambitions last week? Or I, was I can't remember. Ambitions, the show you just mentioned, the Rob, the um, Robin Givens, yeah, and I can't remember if I talked about it on the show though. I don't think you did. Go ahead. Um, it is very soap opery and juicy. It's on and own, the, right? Yes. And Oprah has somebody licking somebody's butt cheek, and I I was uh-huh. not I beg I, I I beg your pardon. Come on, Oprah. Uh-huh. Let me tell you. And guess whose butt cheek it was, Ali. Are you sitting down? <gasps> it is not. <laughs> it is not. Yes, it no. was. Yes, it was. It was no, it was not. butt cheek. Her husband showed up. Was oh! actually, I think it was a bite, not a lick. Oh no! Oh! Wait, so whose butt cheek was it? I'm sorry. It was Essence Atkins, the actress. No, 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 <laughs> no. no, no. It. Like y'all, this show is so juicy. Good. Not like, smart guys, big sister. Yes. Hi, Ken. What happened? Oh. I don't know. Well, I just got home anyway, so I'm in that house. But I don't know. As soon as I like pulled up, it, I lost signal or something. Uh, I don't know. No, I, I think what happens is you, you probably, I think it clicked over into like your good signal because I can hear you real good now. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. Okay. so telephony now. He's on the telephone. He was, he was oh. on the road. But he sounds so much clearer now. Oh, you went to South Carolina again? Why do you but keep I'll going be, back I to that place? Start <laughs> <laughs> Why do you like this? <laughs> It's like, like when I thought I don't know. Just because you only go back there when you have to do one of your Highlander battles doesn't mean I can't visit friends. I hate that place. Keep going back there. (laughs) But yeah, Ambitious is very, like, I was like, I can't believe Oprah put this on her her network. Let me find out she was free. (laughs) Let me find out. But it's Why Essence? Why why Essence? Why is Essence? No, I don't like it. (laughs) Ali is traumatized. (laughs) I mean, it was it was her husband. If that makes anything better, I don't listen. Know. The 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 marriage bed is undefiled. Come on, word. <laughs> you, better, you better get that vacation Bible school out. <laughs> but it's like the first, like literally the first scene. I was like, oh, so this is how we starting the uh, show. Oh, okay. Lord. The first okay. scene. So the the opening credits rolled out. All of a sudden, much much. <laughs> 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 he's not yet. He's just gonna take a bite out of crime, really. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Ambitious is brought to you by KY Jelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh no! No, oh, my God. no! I can't. Wow. No! 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 Yeah, but, but speaking of Brian White, he plays the mayor of Atlanta in this, and he's uh, impossible. He played. He played. He played. Yes. He is the mayor of Atlanta, and Robin Gibbs. Okay. Yeah, playing that man is fun. But I always been in love like with him. A couple in front of people, they actually hate each other and are quite violent with each other in private. So they're like Cookie and um, Lucius. Absolutely. Kim and Cookie. Because she pulls a gun on him and we're like, cookie. "Say I want," and he's like, "You want?" And he like slams her against the wall, and I was like, "Oh, this is what we do." Okay. I let him slam me against the wall. But there's a little. Jesus Christ! Aren't oh. you married? <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to send Shannon a, t- a copy of this tape? No, what? You know the whole he married. You know the whole he married. You know what? Why are we having this discussion in uh, in front of company? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but I want to apologize for Tria. <laughs> I want y'all to check it out. I haven't watched the second episode yet, just because. I'm just like slow on watching my shows this week, but I'm definitely gonna keep watching this show. Like it's it's so ridiculously good. It is like it takes drama to like the one hundredth level. Sure. So but yeah, that's it for me. All right. Um, Ali. Um, it's it hasn't been as eventful. Um I've, I was telling the trio um, um, the, during the course of the week that, um, you know, Euphoria, is, is, it's, it's doing a lot. Uh, I like the show, but I am very concerned about the youth of America. <laughs> <laughs> I am concerned. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what are y'all doing out there? What do we need to do <laughs> to help these kids? Okay. Cancel these are children. School, I don't know. I get, homeschool everybody. Everybody getting homeschooled. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the, uh, the and adopted, Swiss, uh, adopted strict West Indian parents. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to. If I had kids, I don't want any of them to go to high school. <laughs> no. I'm too scared. Too scared. But um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It's still, to my, in my opinion, I feel like this is a very good, um, it's a very good telling of you know just how complicated our lives can be. And and the funny thing is, I was telling, I think it was Brandon on the tree. I was telling this, but when we were back in high school, I'm sure we thought that the issues that we were having were like end of the world issues, right? Until we got older and had adult responsibilities and we realized that the things that we thought were a big deal in high school were just, you know, they were kind of small. Kind of small. <laughs> right? So I think, I think um, looking at this show, it really, this show really does emphasize the idea that high schoolers, they think the world revolves around them. Right? They think everything is a big deal. Um, they think that they need to go to extremes to um, to solve problems, they think that you know their reputation means everything. They it, it's just there's a, there are a lot of very immature thoughts that they don't really that that sort of um, spiral into 
into a lot of issues that can be easily avoidable. But when you're that young, that's just how the world looks to you. And, and for that, I can I can respect the show for, for that. I, I don't... I agree, but I don't agree. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like these kids are like dealing with a world that's not prepared for them, and they're kind of thrust in these situations, and they're dealing with it as best they can. Like the main character, she suffers from like they could like all that all those like mental conditions they like uh, riddled off for her. Like yeah, she's bipolar. Back, back up the phone a little bit. Back up from the phone. You, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you, you're like blowing it out a little bit. Like you sound like you're oh. in a megaphone. I'm sorry. No, but all the you sound like an NPR. <laughs> well, I'm trying. I'm trying to get my voice together. Sorry, but I think you said she was bipolar. She was this, that, and the third, and all the things she's trying to deal with. She's still reeling from her father's death. It's all these other things, and she's just trying to figure. It. And plus, it sounds like she has some sexual identity issues. Yeah, so, and it's like nobody's really prepared to help her deal with all these things. So she's coping as best she can. These are, I mean, that's what a lot of these kids are doing: are coping with things that are not their fault, and Wait, but they're the kind of thrust into. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Was that in the yeah. second episode? No, it was in the no. first episode. She mentioned. He mentioned. She mentioned it. Oh, you know, I was yeah. wondering what he was. I thought he ran out. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the um, and you'll learn something about another one of the kids. Who yeah. is, kind of, is kind of a villain in the second episode? Oh my and god, so terrible! It's kind of like, whew. okay, I'm like, gonna have to watch it tonight because I can't, I can't. Baby, I'm about to watch this third episode. I'm not sure if I should take me a gummy first or not. Okay, gummy. listen, listen. <laughs> I just, I just want to point that out because I don't want to get too deep into. I do not want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen the show yet. But I think this show did a really good job for one of the characters that's that that's pe- sort of fleshed out in the second episode. I think they did a really good job of making this person seem one way in the first episode. And then, then you understand more about the backstory, their, 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 their psyche and whatever. And you're like, oh. Oh, is so it that, that jerk boy? Because yeah. I, I want him much. dead. Yeah, I mean, his, you, you, wait, you see, you see wait, why he's a but, jerk. But at you the have... end of the first episode, I was like, when they showed that picture, I said, oh, hell. Like, he, he just, he has no choice to be the way he is. Right, you you and you learn exactly why, and it goes into it. Mm. Um, and the thing yes. is, he's not just a dumb jock till you realize, but he does have your stereotypical jock anger issues, which is another thing I like about the show. It kind of it's a smart update on a lot of your tropes from high school, you know, kind of like yeah. it's the you watched um, Book Smart, right? No, you should see that. Anyway, Euphoria is like. I do want to see it. Yeah. If I, I want to go see that movie. Yeah. Euphoria is like the uh, vulgar version of Booksmart. They both have smart updates on teen tropes. Euphoria is just not afraid to kind of go there in certain places. But even in like that, like that part, like they have a party scene in Booksmart, which every teen movie is supposed to have one. But you can see parallels between that that film, uh, the the one in Booksmart, and the one in Euphoria, like. And it's kind of interesting, like how they, you know, they both approach the subject matter, but um, but really kind of tell similar stories. But I still, I think they both do it their own ways. The only thing I don't like is, um, books more towards the end, kind of like gave you your cliche. Um, it's a buddy company where they fall out, but uh, you know, but not enough not to get back together and realizing that they're true friends. Blah 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 blah. 
Who's breathing heavy? I think if it's. I I'm sorry. It was you. <laughs> I thought it was you. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else, Ali? Well, um, let's see. There's that. Um, mm, nothing. Nothing of note. I mean. Yeah, nothing of real note yet that's okay. happened for things. All right, Ken, do you have anything else that we didn't mention already? Um, I'm trying to think, is there anything that stood out? I can say I've kind of been watching Swamp Thing. Um, I'm not impressed. Um, is that on the DC app? Yeah. Oh. Uh, what else have I been watching? Oh, um, oh, oh I watched the first episode of Legion uh, for this final season. It's really good. That's a really good show. Uh, I, yeah, I, the second season, I was still a little pissed off. Like it was just going, like doing way too much. To like, it felt like it was going around the world to tell to tell a simple story. But uh, this for the first episode, it they really combined its own weirdness with a great plot development. You know, in telling a story. Hmm. Um, just before we move on, I forgot and I want to point out that I did start rewatching uh Handmaid's Tale again because the season came up and I had I had never finished um season two. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it again and this show I I this show is really testing it's testing me emotionally because I I want to get up and throw a chair at this show at some point because it the stuff that happens it makes me so angry for just how shitty people can be when they when when you give certain people with privilege power, and then it makes me cry <laughs> when when people when people find the, the the that thing inside of them to to change or or just or fight for for what they believe in, and it's just right. <sighs> just it's just a lot. It's just a lot. Uh, Elizabeth Moss is really, 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 really good. I'll, yeah. I'll say that. She, she won and, the Emmy last year, didn't she? Uh, I, I don't, I'm I don't certain remember. <clears throat> but she she did a really good job. Um, the Who is the um, black woman from um, Orange is a New Black? Um, uh, what is her name? Say. Um, uh. God, I, I, I see her face in my head. I can't think of her name. Yeah. Hold Probably. on. I follow her on Instagram. Oh. Danielle something? No, no, no. Not, not her. One. Okay. The one with the short haircut. The one who played Poussey. Samira Wiley? Yes, Samira Wiley. Yeah. Samira Wiley. Um, she, is, she is really good in this too. And there are a couple of other people just like... Oh my god! Like, like if I see these people in real life, like I just don't know if I can separate <laughs> right. the show from reality because it, it just really, it really grinds on me. And this is one of those shows where, like, I finish watching it and like I put it down and I'm not gonna watch it anymore, right? Like, say I'm, I'm doing something else and I, I dwell on it. Like, I think about stuff like this because there are so many things that are happening right now politically that make me. That made me kind of worried that the the events in um, Handmaid's Tale they aren't exactly far off from what could happen if we let some of these people yeah. 
just run off with their their extremist beliefs, right? They're like, already doing it. I, yeah, they're already trying to to control women and stuff. I mean, like that lady who just is going to jail for murder when yeah. she didn't actually shoot her own self in the stomach. Yeah, she got shot and the baby died. I, I have mixed feelings about that story. Jesus, she should have kept her yeah. pregnant ass out of the way. She should have. Not been involved in this. That's, yeah, it's not. That's not litigate that one though. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. Um. Any any uh, anything else, y'all? Before we move on to news. Uh yeah, that's that's it for me in terms of Handmaid's Tale. I've been I've been basically just watching watching that. So. Okay. Uh, Do y'all watch Dark? Dark what is Dark. On Netflix. I didn't finish. I wanted to finish watching that. It was good from what I saw. Good. Season what two is, is out now. Season two is out now. It's just very. Is that a good. scary show? No, it's a it's a show about time travel and time loops and people. It's really good. It's a foreign uh, film, but they have it in English and subtitles and stuff. Okay. Oh. Also, what about Pose? Y'all not watching Pose? Oh yeah, I've been watching. I've Pose. never finished the first season. I still need to finish. Uh. I've been I've been trying to finish up the first season um, because every time I every time I sit down to watch I get caught up and doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, so let's go ahead on to news. <clears throat> all right, so first up, trailers this week. Um, one important trailer: Charlie's Angels, um, written, directed, and starring Elizabeth Banks. The yeah. Trailer came out. I'm not mad at it. Uh. More color. They got color. What? What? Because it's probably not as dark as they want. Probably. Yeah. Because Lupita's up for that part, and they did, and she didn't take it. Ah. Uh, she is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like she should have her own spy movie. Yeah. So it's Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, and um, mm-hmm. Ella Belinsky. Belinska. Who? Her mom is a chef that I used to watch her show, Lauren. Uh, Laura Pascal. Yeah. She's pretty. Yeah, it's Ella's mom. But I used to watch her cooking show. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Well, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so the trailer came out. Trailer looks good. Uh, Charlie's Angels. We'll, we'll see how this one goes. I remember the one from 2000. I saw it in the theater. I don't feel compelled to watch it again. Uh, I never saw the sequel. Um, it was, I watched, it's, it's so, I watched all three of those. Yeah, it's so 2000s. That, uh, are there three? Yeah. Yeah, there's three Charlie's Angels movies. Because I think Demi, Wa- Demi Moore was in the third one, right? Yes, she was. She yeah. was the villain she in the She was film. amazing. And this shit was never the third one. Uh, was the, it Reloaded? No. I know there was Charlie's yeah. Angels and Charlie yeah. Angels Full Throttle. What's the, what the heck is the third? Full Demi's Throttle. Back? I don't know. I only yeah, see two. Three. Wait. Are you sure? Yeah, I only see two. There's only two. Oh. Oh, well, okay. There was a TV show, is what I think what it was, in 2011. Uh, I thought there was a third movie. Huh. Okay. It was on ABC. They only ran uh, four episodes. Hmm. But yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, did anybody go see Avengers Endgame with the extended, in the quote-unquote extended version, which was actually just some DVD bonus features tacked on the end? They got enough money. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So when I first saw it, I was quasi-interested. Oh, is it like extended edit of this already long movie? Is it, is it like artistically, you know, significant? But then I've read, you know, it's a tribute to Stan Lee, a deleted scene featuring the Hulk, and I think like a blooper reel, something like that. And I was like, 
y'all doing too much. Y'all, listen, y'all own Avatar. Y'all don't need to be Avatar, your own Avatar, goddammit. Mm-hmm. Leave, leave us alone and our wallets. I, I, <laughs> like, I can't be watching too much Thanos anyway. I was traumatized enough. <laughs> I can't go back and see that again. I can't even watch Infinity War again. Like, even though I want to, I just, I can't bring myself to do it. I think my favorite thing to watch, my favorite thing to watch on YouTube are people's reactions to the, the sorry, theater reactions to the end, to the, to the climax of of um, in, um, yeah, Endgame, yeah. when all the portals are opening. Yeah, people, I, I, because when I saw Endgame, I don't think I was in a theater where people went that crazy. Ran and did, I mean, yes, it was they just did. a woman. They did. It was just a, it was just a woman. No, everybody was, everybody was applauding and cheering, and then the, the, the white woman next to us started crying when, um, when, um, when Iron Man dies. Listen, spoilers have been out for like the Russo said we can spoil it. It's fine. Iron Man dies. Well, because Spider Man comes out tomorrow. So if y'all didn't see Endgame, <laughs> you, you better hurry up. <laughs> she was crying like a little sob, or she no, was like, Imitation of Life, last reel, Lana Turner. Tears streaming everywhere. It's not that. Yeah, she crying was crying into, into her Sunday at the studio movie grill. Catherine, really I mean, I that. cried too. I was pissed. It's really not that. I was, I was mad that I cried. Yeah, she was. Because that was the one person that I didn't care who died. Like, I, <laughs> I, but must I was just up be in there like, cause... damn, man. Shannon was crying, and I'm looking like, what you crying? For? <laughs> I think it was man? like the whole. <laughs> I cry, cry for me. Right. All these black people struggling in these streets, you crying for this white man? <laughs> no, not me. <laughs> He's a superhero. <laughs> He's saving black people. Exactly. Nah, I ain't crying. When the funny thing is that the reactions that I that I that I see most online aren't really the the Iron Man dying thing. Like that's not what's big. What's big is. The when Sam goes, Cap, can you hear me? On your left, that that scene, when people react to that, other theaters that I, that I've seen on YouTube, people lose their all their shit. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon we were in a theater that people did not react. They clapped, they way. cheered so and the, clapped, they did cheer yeah. and clap loudly. But people didn't just lose their absolute shit. People were shouting. Because it's a studio movie grill. They 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 are they have mouths full of food and drink and alcohol, so they're subdued. They're chilled uh, out. That's why. Okay. And, and they're they're, yeah. they're and they're lounged. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because I see on YouTube, man, man, their theaters were absolutely insane. People were on their feet. Screaming, shouting, do it, let's go. I've oh, like, never, like ever, that. ever be, been to a movie where people did no shit like, like that. that. I have. Yeah. I have. There's only one really? time I seen a movie like where people got by their seats and started acting the food. That was Dream Girls. Really? When Jennifer Hudson really? hit that last note of, and I'm telling you, I saw oh it in Augusta. God. Niggas got their seats. Yeah! Woo! Girl, you better say that song. I would have been so mad. Like, shut up. <laughs> Sit down somewhere. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What? Not Endgame or Infinity War? Infinity War, everybody was so People fucking yelled. sad. They were very, they were yelling at the screen, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. Not Black yeah, Panther, not Spider-Man. Yeah. That's what they were doing in Endgame. In the theater that we went to. Yeah, see, and um, we saw um, Infin- um, Endgame, uh, Infinity War. In Endgame, we saw a studio movie grill, and they just, they cheered real loud and clapped real loud. 
and you couldn't hear the shit. Ali was talking about people who just they started screaming and and acting a fool. I have not seen that. Yeah, I've never seen that before in a theater yet. I've never seen that in a theater yet. Like, but I see the reactions on YouTube. And like I said, people lost their shit on YouTube. And like people who aren't supposed to be doing that, but they took videos of themselves in the theater when that happened. And yeah. the these theater, the second wow. loudest reaction I've seen to anything in a theater was when Michael Ely kissed Eve in Barbershop 2 back in business, but that's a different story. What? Yeah. People scream for that? What? Why would you do It was an audience full of Negroes. Okay. If you're going to scream for a Michael Ely scene, it would have to be the For Color Girls. When he walks in the door. Yeah. No, not when, uh, he dropped, when he first walked on no, the scene. He was like, look at that body. Come on, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> or, or in um, what's the movie where he like licks Taraji's leg? Lick uh, lick Think like thigh? a man, part one or part two? Yeah, one of part one. It part was part one. one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the same scream. <laughs> I would agree with that. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Disney, um, our the rumors, our fears are true. They are making a live fashion remake of The Little Mermaid. No, God, no, no, why? No. Who going to see these movies? Um. I will have Probably you know. me, because I, I own all three Little Mermaid Listen, movies, cartoon movies, so I will be in there. <laughs> I'm going to pull up the um, the top 2019 I mean, movies to the year today. Don't go see it with me, because I'm singing all the songs. What, I want you to read number three for me, Quadris. Aladdin. Mm-hmm. How much money has it made in the United States of America and Canada? $305 million. <laughs> I'm not planning on going to see that movie. <laughs> That's why. Or the one under it. That shit. <laughs> what was the next one? Toy Story? Um, it probably was Toy Story. Yes, yeah, Toy Story 4, which has only been out in theaters for 10 days. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why. Uh, the rumor is that Melissa McCarthy is in talks to play Ursula the Sea Witch in this remake of Aladdin. And so uh, and so, as Ali put it into the group, it's now time for our official podcast game. Can she sing? <laughs> well, you know, you know who's like campaigning to do it herself. Yeah, Lizzo is campaigning to do it herself. So, oh, I can see that. So, I can see that. So, but Melissa McCarthy that. is apparently able to sing because she was signed to do like a Christmas musical for New Line Cinema that they have decided not to film for whatever reason. They're doing something different, but. Can she sing "Poor Unfortunate Souls" to the degree that she can? Now, everybody keeps saying Lizzo. Y'all say it, Lizzo. Just now. I have a qu- the opposite question for her. We had to play the other game. Can she act? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because playing Ursula is more acting than it is singing. It's, she has one song. <laughs> it's a great song. It's an important song. You got to pull it off, but she has one song. Um, but the thing is this. So I didn't realize this until a couple of months ago. When I was listening to um, the Nerd Off on the Black Guy Who Tips Premium Network, and they were talking about this, black people. When did we decide that Ursula was black? Always. I mean, <laughs> even in, but listen, haircut? but listen, but listen. Even Disney did because in their movie Descendants, China McClain plays Ursula's daughter. So, what? Ursula, so Disney has already <laughs> made Ursula black in their Descendants movies. Okay. So it is kind of weird that they would just all of a sudden be like, oh, Melissa McCarthy. Because, like, I haven't seen The Descendants. or um, I think I think they might... Like, the third one is coming out in a few weeks, and I will uh, be watching. 
And it's all about China taking. I know Amelia watches some things. Um, I love them. They're great. Because I never saw her as black because first, I mean, Pat Carroll's doing the voice in the original, and Pat Carroll is the was one of the whitest women in, in on earth. Rest in peace. Um, that's not a, that's not shade, this is fact. Um, and she's based visually on Divine, who of course, you know, is one of those John Waters movies and played the mom in hairspray. Divine, of course, is a famous drag queen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've seen people saying it should be played by a drag queen, it should be played by a trans woman, it should be played by a uh, black woman like Lizzo. I've seen Monique's name thrown on the hat. No. I didn't know Monique can actually sing. No. And they aren't hired. Monique's not getting that phone call. Y'all know this. Yeah. <laughs> Beloved, I want you to stand with me to boycott Disney. Not hiring me to play Ursula the Sea Witch in their production of The Little Mermaid. I love us for real. Not happening. I'm sorry. Oh. Stop it. <laughs> I feel like if they're gonna hire a black woman, there has to be. I mean, I was thinking Lily is white, but she might be. She might not want to do it at this point because I don't think that she. I'm mean, gonna call her and ask her and see. But there has to be some Broadway actress. I thought maybe Amber Riley even. She might be too young. But somebody okay. out there has to be able to play this part that already Ooh. exists. Who can see? Who can sing it and act it and give you the, the actress that's oh. necessary. Um, what's her name? Frenchie. Is it Frenchie? Frenchie Davis. Frenchie Davis. I could see that. I could see that. I could see that. That would be a good choice. But my thing is this. I feel like they keep trying to hire A-list actors for these parts. And I keep thinking like, it's the little fucking mermaid. You do not need an A-list actress to play any, or actor to play any of these parts. The worst thing about Aladdin, Will Smith singing. But you know why they do that, though. They do that because that person will go on the yeah, talk shows exactly. and promote the movie and everything like that. But I feel like these movies could promote themselves if they trusted them a little bit more. That's my personal opinion. I'm not sure. But I at least feel like they shouldn't be trying to shoehorn people into these movies that don't fit. Because Miss McCarthy, I, I know a lot of people don't like her. I think she's I love okay. Her. Oh no! I don't know about her playing Ursula the Sea Witch. I don't know. Maybe possibly Brandon. it could work. It depends. Mm-hmm. Brandon, you you asking Disney to to play risk with their money? Right. Mm-hmm. They, they have too much. Uh, it game made almost three billion dollars. You can never. Have and you have all that. No, they want you're not more. trying to. You're not trying to. Do, you're not trying to mess with money. You're trying. You're not trying to risk with. Well, the thing is, no. The thing is, I see what Brandon is saying, though. What Brandon's yeah. saying actually makes sense from a business does, standpoint. But again, I'm not risking it with my money. Play with your own money. Right. Wait, wait. It's <laughs> not a risk. It's not. It's really well. The, number one, you have an established back property up, that's back popular. Back up the phone, kid. Back up the phone. Or turn okay. your turn your volume now. Because like, listen, like, yeah. let me tell you about this movie. You, you be sound like this. You be sound like, listen, this is what's going on. <laughs> Attention all so, units. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to sound like the Wizard of Oz. Um, He's passionate. He's passionate about that. Scarecrow, you dare ask for a heart? You blathering mess of bovine fodder? Yeah, we get it. You know, you know, you know, you know all the lines. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the reason I say that is a lot of these films that have been like remakes of existing properties, mm-hmm. they've kind of, they've been more or less on the cash cow line. Uh, cow, like there's a, I think it's the Boston Consulting Group Matrix, where you have things that are d- dogs, cash cows, rising stars, and question marks. Mm-hmm. Um, these Disney properties are cash cows, which means you can invest only a little bit in them and they will produce a lot of money. Yes. Um, right. They're not rising stars where you need to invest more capital in them for in order for them to... Um, 
basically generate a profit. Now, with that said, a, a property like um, right. I, I don't like Little Mermaid or even what happened with Aladdin. I don't I haven't seen it, but from what I understand, Will Smith really didn't add too much to the movie. Will Smith All, added to some of the scenes, like when he's just Will Smith, when he has to do the singing and the dancing, he is deficient in those areas. In dancing? I loved it. In dancing. Well, I think that's more the, I, I think that's more the choreography <laughs> than it is him. I think it's Jamal Sims's fault. He's the choreographer and his <laughs> Come on, that's get jiggy with it. You telling me Will Smooth can't dance? He can dance, but in that move, no, nobody danced. Um, except for the traditional dance, like the, 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 yeah, the traditional Arabic dances they do and the Indian dances they do, mm-hmm. that stuff's great. Every, like that, the Prince Ali number looks awful. <laughs> I was in the theater, like, I leaned over, like, I say this, I leaned over to Ali and I said, Is this your prince? and i already told you i told you from when i saw the preview before i saw this movie i was like this is coming off really lackluster Mm -hmm. it's not enough with beauty and the beast we had um emma watson in her auto tune Uh Uh oh i love that too did did, did it not bother? i'm sure i asked you this before but did it not bother you that she sounded like a nintendo that wasn't working properly i didn't hear that you are audio audiophiles, your ears are different from That's regular what I'm saying, people's ears. Right? You listen from a professional you hear, Right. You hear all of the auto-tune, even the slightest auto-tune, you can hear it. We can't do that. We're not super powered. I guess I guess uh, maybe a super powered. I don't know. I just Little Mermaid, there is a good live action movie to be made with that now that they have the technology. They can call the people who help make Aquaman and do a Little Mermaid that takes place under the water and wow. everything. But um, Rob Marshall's being, directing are you being it. Sarcastic. What happened? <laughs> are you being sarcastic? No, I mean from a technical standpoint. Oh, like the people who made the rigs and people who did like I mean ILM did Aquaman special effects. ILM is owned by Disney now, so they, oh. they got all that together. They could make okay. a Little Mermaid that would work from a visual standpoint, acting okay. and music wise. I'm not sure. Mm. Rob Marshall is making it. Rob Marshall made uh, Mary Poppins Returns. Rob Marshall works best when he has really great actors and a really tight script. If there's anything deficient in those areas, the ship, no pun intended, starts to sink. <laughs> have they have they mentioned any other cast members like Ariel Mm-mm. or Ariel? The rumors they want Zendaya to play Ariel. Hmm. That's the rumor. But nothing's going to happen. Zendaya dyed her hair. They her hair red. Yeah. Ooh, now she can sing, so I'm yep. with that. I am with that. Who's gonna be um the crab? Well, t- funny thing is, Titus Burgess plays that part on stage. They should just get him to do it. Yep. Oh yes. Well, they oh. won't. Because I heard people talking about they want him to play Ursula. I was like, y'all, now y'all know they are not hiring right, a black no, person in drag to I play Ursula. To see. Oh, that would be so. He would be so good. Though. Oh my god! Um, I'm, I am those people. Oh my god! Now I want it. They can do it for hairspray, but they can't do it for, for because the Little Mermaid plays to a younger to like. They need to be more appropriate to a younger audience than hairspray does. Hairspray is the part of the joke is the whole movie is a bit gay farce. Little Mermaid is a little bit more sincere, and, and they're going to take three and four year olds to go see it. If there is a black man, um, he might be beat for the gods, and you know. In like everything, but still, when they see that when Chris says Titus Burgess, they look it up and see this. Uh, uh, listen, focus on the family, Fox News. They gonna have material for weeks. Y'all know this. If it was like more care. of like like a private production or like a local production or like a movie that was made, it was like 
Little Mermaid produced by, I don't know, Warner Brothers Universal, that would be different. But it's Disney. Y'all know uh-huh. they, that we have it. Listen, I know it's pride and everything, but we <laughs> I don't think we've gone right. far enough to see that yet from their perspective. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm maybe I sound like an Uncle Tom. I don't I don't know, but <laughs> oh, you're not sounding like an Uncle Tom. But, but yeah. I see your point, Brandon, but um like we would live for it, but it, will will your auntie from South Carolina take your three and four year old um, um, second cousins to go see Titus Burgess as Ursula the Sea Witch? Yeah, because they probably would be watching. They wouldn't even know. They wouldn't even know. Anyway. If they're I mean, taking the seats, they'll take them to see that. I don't yeah, they, they, they take the Listen, what if one of the parents was Ursula? They wouldn't even realize now. No, 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 Hang up your phone. Hang up your phone. What? What did I say wrong? I would not be (laughs) mad at that, actually. Brandon, (laughs) that should be... I would be mad at it in real life, but... (laughs) What if Tyler Perry was Ursula? Yeah. Tyler Perry should play Ursula in in Little Mermaid. Can he sing? Tyler Perry can sing enough. He's not as good... He's not as good as people he hires to be on his place with him, but when he can carry a slight on stage. You know, I'm sorry. I need, I need, what about Queen Latifah? Ooh, now, people say Queen Latifah yeah. is not doing that part, I don't think. I can <laughs> well, I mean, my, the only reason I say I her is because she was in their ads. Yeah. yeah, like like she I, I think I don't know if she would actually play it in the movie. Cause I I feel like the problem with that, of course, the part that people are just not mentioning. You are casting a black woman to play, or want a black woman to play this part where she has to bedevil who will be at best a light skinned black woman. Okay. And steal her voice. Let's get off. I'm so sick. Oh my God. You know why people probably think she's black? It's that haircut. She's giving you uh, Anita Baker, Rapture of Love. (laughs) That's why people think Ursula's black. Probably. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to judge anybody for thinking that because like, I just wanted to know why. Because, I mean, I've said on this show, I think Goofy and Max are black, at least in a Goofy movie. They are. I mean, I, they are black. What you mean you think? They are black. Seeing it eye to eye? Come on. Yeah. Big fans of Tevin Campbell. Right. <laughs> they are black. All right. Next up. Um, so, as we know, Netflix canceled one day at a time. Ooh, Somebody watched it after season. The trio watches it's our favorite program. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just stay quiet. Well, quiet, ready with the shade. And just stay quiet. Don't say. But what did you say? I don't know what he's going to say, but he's not going to say it. Um, okay. However, um, as this article from, from the Hollywood Reporter says, a TV miracle has occurred. Hallelujah. Uh, um, one day at a time, it's been picked up by the Pop Network, which used to be the TV Guide channel, which is owned by CBS. And they will be um, paid for 13 new episodes, which also have an option to be run during the summer, I understand, on CBS. Wait a minute. Yes. Yeah, they're going to re-air The TV Guide Network. CBS yeah. Network. So it's showing the the, the programming? T- they don't, I don't think they do that anymore. Oh. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so, C- so CBS will show it. Because um, we were talking about this before the show. CBS All Access wanted to buy it, but I'm sure there was some sort of like non-compete deal they had with Netflix where they couldn't right. go to a new streaming service. So they're putting it right. on um, regular television instead. I'm, I'm so excited. Which, Latria, you said this is the first time they say that this has ever happened? Yeah, in the article they did, yeah. that, it, that a program went from 
from streaming to cable TV. Right. The Times are changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I bet Steven Spielberg is like, see? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like the many lives of one day at a time. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a good show. Okay, Quadris, why don't you like it? I, I, you know, I haven't seen one episode and I'm Same. not planning on watching it. <laughs> It's a good. It, so you remember the original, right? Mm-hmm. Old back in the day. I do. So Norman Lear is making a new version, but the family is Latino now. Cuban. Oh, Cuban. oh really? Yeah. And, and oh, see, that's Moreno. why I'm hating on it because I'm like, I ain't this is, and Rita Moreno plays the abuela. She is wonderful. Yes. And the daughter's a lesbian. Oh, you see, I've, I'm hating on it. I don't know anything about it. I just saw it one day at a time, and nope, next. And the mom. <laughs> Yeah, and the mom is like a um, she's a war vet and she has PTSD, so she goes oh. to group therapy. Oh, it's getting kind of deep. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Check this out. Check this out. Like, well, literally every single episode, I cry and laugh. Every um, single wait a minute, it's not going to be like this is us, is it? Because I can't Rogers deal with those type of things. It's, it's like, like good times or like all in the family. It's like, damn, it's like a drama. Damn, damn. You oh, yeah, laugh more than you cry. Like there is at least one scene in every episode where you will cry, but for the most part, you're laughing because it's hilarious. Like it's right. it's so good. I promise you, it is one of the best shows that Netflix ever produced. I'm gonna check it out now. Then I didn't know so, it was all yes, that. Yes, please do. <laughs> so right. good. And then our final story. Um, so today marks the 30th anniversary of the release of Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing, which um, was now firmly hailed as one of the best movies ever made. It's part of the Criterion Collection. They really? did like a special like limited release today and everything for it. I've never seen it. What? You should really watch it. Like, um, I don't think... I, I'm trying to think if I've seen a Spike Lee. Oh my God. Sacrilege. Blasphemy. Uh, if you have it, that's the first one to start with. Not she's got to have it. it. What happened? Not she's got to have it. Denzel is not in it, no. Okay, no. It stars, um, it stars Spike himself and Rosie Perez and um, Giancarlo Esposito oh, and Bill no. Duke. Not Bill Duke. Not Bill, not Bill Duke. Bill, Bill, Bill Nine. Nine. Thank Sam you. Jackson. And Sam Jackson. Ruby D. and Ossie Davis. No, no. No, never seen that. It's good. It's really good. Well, I love Spike Lee, though. He can do anything. I'll watch it. That's the movie that every time oh. Spike Lee does anything, everybody points to it, and they say, he made that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Did he, do, he, did, he made Crooklyn? Yes. yes. Okay, now, I have seen that. And I've seen Jungle Fever. I've seen oh, Jungle, Jungle Fever. Fever. And, and okay. I think I saw Mo Better Blue. Oh, another good one. Denzel's in that, right? Yes, yes. yes. Clock a saxophone or something? Mm-hmm. Oh, not a second. Okay. Trumpet. 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 <laughs> okay. okay. Gilliam. God, Crooklyn. So, you never seen that. School Days, Latria? Oh, nope. another one. I would, I, I'm not sure. I've about... seen clips of that whole, like, the dark skin versus Good and bad hair. Skin. Yeah. I don't know I if you should see that one first or do the right thing. Maybe start with School Days first. I'm not interested. School Days <laughs> is the reason why I went to HBCU. And it was just like that. <laughs> a musical <laughs> it was just like that we would just break out and dance in the hall about good and bad uh, but yeah so Spike Lee is also getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame which how, how? does he not have I 
I just we know why we has- know how and we know why. Wow. Yeah, because you know to get a star, you have to be sponsored by the people who owned like who oh. are part of the company, whatever. You- so I feel like they don't really care for him in Hollywood because he just does whatever, right? They I wait. Like- no, I think they care for him now. They waited for him to get old. Is what the thing like with Muhammad Ali? They waited for him to get old and to get a little bit more mellow. Because like if you see like Black Klansman, it's still a Spike Lee movie, but it's made. It's literally like okay, I want a goddamn Oscar this time. So how do these? How do they get these Oscars? It's like <laughs> Spike Lee movie, but with an Oscar sheen, and it worked. He won his first Oscar finally after right. forty years in the business. But um, I feel like they like him now because now that he's sixty years old, sixty or sixty one years old, and you know he's got gray hair and he's you know look, always at the Knicks game looking crazy. Um, I feel like they are less scared of him now because used to be they used to be terrified. Why people used to be terrified of Spike Lee? You know what? It's kind of <laughs> yeah. like how it's kind of like how folks do millennials now, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh my gosh, shut up, get off your high horse. We don't want to hear it." In about thirty years, they're gonna be like, "God, those kids were so smart." Mm-hmm. Well, they'll be dead by then. But I mean, I'm just saying. Right. Doesn't Donald Trump they'll have like, a star? Yeah, he does. Hey, he got we, one a long time ago. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um. So, in addition to Spike Lee, um, other people who are receiving a star in this come the um next coming ceremonies uh, will be Mahershala Ali. Oh, come on, Mahershala. Tyler Perry. No, I think Tyler Perry already has one. They give him Mahershala one. Yeah. Oh, he, he, has he done I, enough? I mean, I love Mahershala, but I mean, yeah. I, I didn't know nothing about him to Moonlight. But like you know, they they sponsor you. You didn't know about Remy Jones. Oh, he's What's apparently that? been in like so many shows and stuff that like. Oh I just, oh, I know you're talking I about Kendrick. The other day, and I was yeah, like, I uh, could, could fucking play a spoon. I love my. And he'd be entertaining. Yeah, Tyler Perry got his last year. Mm. They just give him the. Oh, okay, so at they. least it wasn't like that much. <laughs> right. Spike Lee. Uh, I was about to yeah. say. Yeah. Um, Andy Cohen and Wendy Williams are getting stars. They gave. They gave Tyler Perry a star before Spike Lee. At least it was only a year. That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, Christina Applegate for Married with Children. Mm-hmm. Um, Terry oh, Crews. Wow. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Fifty Cent. Mm-hmm. Why? No, Power no, for no, Power. No. <laughs> no. For music no. and for television. Oh, okay. Oh, I cannot. Oh my God! Will he not go away? I, I'm so happy that this is about to be Powers' last season. I'm so sick of his antics. I actually, I don't know if you saw the news. He wants to make another season now. No, nobody. <laughs> why? Do, why do people work with him? Them people because love that show. Every though. other week, all he does is talk about like the producers and how much he hates them. But it's like, how are you like shitting on these people and they're making you a show? Like, I don't it's, know. He's the worst to work with. I don't know. He's such a I, troll. I want him to go away. He's so, he's absolutely yeah. Alicia Keys is getting a star. <laughs> she's getting a star. Quadras, she's made like 900 um, hit songs. Okay. I Alicia Keys. We, we know. Wait. We yeah, know. Who, you already know what I'm about to ask. Who got a star? Does, does that person have a star? Who? You know who I'm talking about. <gasps> you know who I'm talking about. Who would I be asking about? Oh, Brandy. <laughs> I don't know. I think so. Let's hold see. Up, does does India because you know I'm still mad about them eight Grammys she stole. I don't think India Re has one. Oh. Um, Brandy does oh. not have a star on the Hollywood Walk. But what? Alicia Keys, <laughs> a star? black Disney princess, does Alicia not have Keys a star? About a star. Brandy has been Brandy? on Star. Brandy? <laughs> <laughs> no, first of all, Brandy harmonizes with her damn self, and she does not have. A, are you? <laughs> 
Listen, oh don't, don't even get you listen. If you start talking about that, I'll go on forever. Let's just move I on am. because there, there's a petition online to get Brandy a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame. You might want to sign. I up. mean, Thea, Moesha, Cinderella. <laughs> wait, I know. Wait a minute. Come, no, look, not on. for real. Brandy is an actress and a singer. Mm-hmm. Alicia Keys doesn't even sing. And she, <laughs> get a star. she plays the piano. No, she is a concert pianist. And that <laughs> is she's definitely not a singer. That is it. And Tanya Tucker. I don't know who I don't know who Tanya Tucker is. She's a star. Somebody mentions that Alicia Keys um plays the piano. I just imagine her just 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 uh, with a piano strapped to her back walking around. <laughs> she did that actually at uh, her last Grammy performance. I'm saying oh that God, woman. That the one where she and was like a one man band. Listen. Yes. People Ooh, who wreck so homes shouldn't was... get awarded. Oh, People who wreck homes shouldn't get awards. That's all I'm going to say about wow. it. Wow. <laughs> right. Oh. She stole that man's, that woman's husband. Billy Idol. still alive. I wrote a book about it and everything. Sure. Still alive. Billy Idol is getting a star. Okay. Is he uh, still alive? I hope so. I can see that. <laughs> um, I was born to love you. Dave oh, Chappelle guy. is getting a star. I can see that. Okay. And okay. Billy Porter is getting a start. Oh, I could definitely what? see that. Yeah. Billy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, his is for stage. It's not for television. I know, but I'm, so, I'm just shocked. Like, it's... Well, li- that, it took, that it took so long that he's getting one. Uh, I mean, that he's getting one? I mean, I didn't know they did it for stage. Yeah, they do it for stage, wow. music, uh, TV, and for film. So why does Alicia get one again? Music. Okay. Quadra, she's a top-selling music artist. I know she can't Stop. sing. Technically, she sold more than Brandy, probably, right? Don't do that. I'm Let's certain do that she today. has. Let's not do that <laughs> She certainly released more albums than there's, Brandy There's has. no account for the public. Alicia face. is only popular because she's light-skinned, and, I, and as, a, <laughs> as a light-skinned person, I can say that. That is it. She stole them Grammys from India, and I will never forgive her. I... <laughs> Oh well, Andy and I re- need to quit making songs about being ugly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, y'all talk about this for the next three minutes. I'll be I'm right joking. Back. Oh, I'm joking. I need a break. I'm joking. <laughs> what about brown skin? That wasn't about being you know, ugly. The best performance of brown skin was by Britney Spears. Listen <laughs> to it. Let's do that, lady. Like video. That. Are we gonna call that damn brown skin? <laughs> Are you serious? Your, huh? She, you haven't seen that quadrant? Britney Spears did it. Her Instagram. Yeah, she, she did. Really she had a video dancing to yeah. brown skin. <laughs> it was like, I'm sick it was of like these people. Ballroom type dance, like it was just, it was weird. <laughs> Why would she choose that song? <laughs> it wasn't even five years ago. Like it was very recent. <laughs> what is wrong with these people? Like, be quiet. Do you know how high she probably was dancing? Oh, She's dancing to brown skin. Was it interpretive dance? I could see that. I don't know. She was in her little bitty shorts and like a sports bra. It was, yeah, it's not. No. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, I love it because, I mean, I wonder how many, uh, uh, like, how many streams India got from that, period. Like, from like Britney Spears dancing to it. <laughs> All her fans, are, oh, this is an interesting well, song. Like, Who sings this? Just like, just like people are just now discovering Missy Elliott, like, oh my god, this new artist. You know, what I think people under the age of like twenty five are no, no, just now discovering Missy Elliott. They don't even know Aaliyah, and I just want to roll up in a ball and cry. You know like, what's I, weird? Well, I, everybody on this in this conversation can't say this, right? But I know I'm the old nigga in the room. So the I'm old person too. in the room. He's older than all of us. 
You ain't got to say it like that, though. Oh. <laughs> 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 Thanks for making me say it. You just went and just... I didn't mean destroyed. anything about it. You didn't mean to be a or anything. No. <laughs> 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 um, you know, there's like a... I was just... Yesterday, I went somewhere and we were listening to the, the old school hip-hop channel and I had a an epiphany that Yes, I am now the old person listening to old school. Like songs that we listened to when we were in high school are officially Shoop by Salt and Pepper. It's an oldie. That, that song is, oldie is 25 now. years oh old. 27 you know years old. You know what? You know what makes me feel old? What's mm-hmm. that? What? Every time one of these female rappers takes an instrumental from a song I used to listen to in high school and college and makes a new song. Right. <laughs> You're like, oh, wait a minute, we're in that age. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> we're sampling the songs we listen to. I'm like, so Weedy is doing my type to, uh, what was that song uh, from that uh, P.D. Pablo song? Raise Up? No. Mm, um, I know what you're talking about, guys. I just the heard one with him and Little John that sounds like, yeah. Do, 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 do. Tweak, Freak-a-leak. Oh. Freak-a-leak. Oh, wow. My type is just Freak-a-leak. And then uh, what's that song that Light Skin Keisha got that she's sampling? I don't even know these people you were saying. That's how old I am. Is that her official stage name, Light Skin Keisha? And she's actually kind of brown skin. Yeah. Oh <laughs> what? Wait, I mean, you like, don't know about light skin. Listen, I'm, no. I'm still trying to figure out who is little baby and the baby. Like, I'm just. I have a diagram for you. I'll send it later. <laughs> I see this diagram too. It exists. The only. Listen, I just I know I know the baby is on that. I, oh man, when I tell you, I be in the gym joking to the baby's mm-hmm. album. I actually was watching some videos last night. I like his voice. Where is he from? A North Carolina. Mm. Oh, I thought he was. That's I what was, you listen to in the gym, Kendrick. Yes, you know what right. I listen to. I actually like him. Randy. Brown skin. No, up against mine. <laughs> Brown. <laughs> I do a jazzercise class at the gym, and they usually play NDRE songs. It's real interesting. I'm just joking. Really? No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I listen to City Girls at the gym. That'll get you pumped. Yeah. <laughs> oh, act up. <laughs> right. Come on. Act up. I'm from Miami and I'm in Miami. Can't run my stack up. Y'all already know what I listen to. You be, I, you I be in there playlist. like, you be in there doing like, um, look at what he's talking about, Saquarium. Right. Saquarium. Saquarium. Lord Jesus. All right. Let's go ahead on to our main topic for today. All right. So, we talked a lot about Tyler Perry today. Um, do you know what Tyler Perry's birthday is? No. Today? Mm-hmm. It's not today. No. Christ. <laughs> no. It's September 13th, 1969. Mm. Okay. He shares his birthday with somebody else who's famous. Okay. Steven Spielberg. No. Here's, uh, here's a hint. The person's not a human. Elf? <laughs> Scooby-Doo. 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 Oh, okay. uh, the first episode of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? was broadcast on September, September the 13th. 1969. You said Alf. 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 Uh, rest in peace to the dad from Alf. He passed away this week. Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so Scooby-Doo is turning 50 this year. And so I thought we'd just talk about um, just like some Scooby-Doo shit and the history and everything, how it came some about. Scooby-Doo shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to sit this one now. You know what those are? Scooby-Doo's. Oh, Lord. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so let's set the stage. Once upon a time, those it, shoes, by the way. 
Not long ago, I was a host. <laughs> <laughs> we all got ratchet today. <laughs> that was uh, some reality show. It, that was uh, what was that? The white girl or the light skinned yeah. uh, Latina girl who people didn't like. And I never watched it. I just heard people say that. And so every time yeah. I hear once upon a time, Mariah I think- Lynn. That was her name. Yeah. I had to think it up. No, I just heard people oh. talk about it all the time. Um, but you yeah. don't know, you don't know. Brandon loves him some Mona right. Scott. Young I'm looking like you watching Love and Hip Hop. Absolutely not. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, once, don't be shame. Once upon a time, back in 1968, um, Saturday morning cartoons were populated with a whole lot of uh, superhero shows and action shows that were um, very entertaining for young kids and also. Uh, very violent in the opinions of parents who are watching these things with their kids in horror. Things like Space <laughs> Ghost and Birdman and the Herculoids and Superman uh, and Shazam and things like that. And uh, the parents got together. They started a group called ACT, Action for Children's Television. And they oh heavily mm-hmm, and they heavily petitioned the three networks. This was back in the old days when there was only three networks, CBS, ABC, and NBC, to get these awful, horrible, violent um, superhero shows off their children's air so they could have shows that were more gentle and, you know, like, safer for children. Wholesome. Wholesome, yes. Mm-hmm. So um, the people at CBS went and thought, what's the most wholesome thing we could put on TV that's on a pre-existing property? Someone went to the grocery store, I guess, and came back with an Archie comic. Uh, <laughs> cut to 1968, September. The Archie Show debuts on, on CBS, from produced by Filmation. It is a gigantic hit show. It's like, you know, top rated. They are selling albums and singles out the wazoo. Big hit show. And so CBS wants a second show as an accompanying show, and they give the job to Hanna-Barbera. So their original idea was they wanted some sort of a show with teenagers they knew, and they wanted it to be a mystery show of some sort. Those were their two ideas. Like, they were going to take this old radio show called I Love a Mystery, where they, it was like three, um, two guys and a, and a woman solving mysteries, and take that, but have the characters be teenagers. Uh, Joe Barbera from Hanna Barbera tried writing it himself first before he called in two of the two writers they had just hired to work on a Penelope Pit Stop show. I remember Penelope Pit Stop from Racky Races when she had her own show. Uh, no, mm, it's not good. Uh, <laughs> That's probably why we don't remember. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, they were working on that. They were called it. It was Joe Ruby and Ken Spears. If those names sound familiar, that's because you remember that Ruby Spears later on became their own studio in the 80s and made Alvin and the Chipmunks and other shows like that. Oh. Uh, but this was back in 68, 69, when they were still working for Hanna-Barbera as writers. And so they came up with an idea they called Mysteries 5, which was five teenagers, um, Jeff, Kelly, Linda, WW, and there was one more that I forgot the name of. Mike. And they had a sheepdog named Too Much. Oh, shit. And they traveled. I'm so glad they didn't go with that. Yep. And they traveled around the country in a van as a rock band and they solved mysteries. Uh, That idea didn't go over very well because, as we all, well, I guess people who read Archie books know, the Archies have a sheepdog named Hot Dog. 
And so they were like, well, why is it a sheepdog? Well, they, and um, I think either Ruby or Spear said, well, he originally wanted to be a great dame, but we were scared we'd be sued by the people who, the people who make um, Marmaduke, the comic strip about the great dame who lives with that, um, that family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were like, nobody's going to care. Use a Great Dane instead. And so they revised it and they repitched it. Uh, by this time, the show was called Who's Scared, spelled like that. I thought you were having an episode. No, that's the right. I was like, that was the name of the show. That was the name of the show. Or it might have just been Who's Scared. And by this time, I am loving this sound effect. <laughs> by this time, the, they only had four teenagers because they took, they originally based it on Archie, but then realizing they wanted to have a different feel, they went, so what's another teenage thing we can base it on? And they went to Dobie Gillis instead. So they took the four main kids from Dobie Gillis um, Dobie, Zelda, uh, uh, Thalia Manager and Maynard Krebs and turned them into characters. Uh, Doobie became a character they called Ronnie at first. Uh, Thalia became oh. Daphne Blake. Zelda became Velma. And Maynard G. Krebs became Shaggy. And the dog was still named too much, even though he was now a Great Dane. I so, did not know Scooby was a Great Dane. Yeah, he's a Great Dane. I didn't Dane. either. Uh, today years old. Person. No, he's a great. He's um he's a great dame with spots which don't exist. Mm. The great dames are either brown, like 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 um I forgot the official term, but like brown with like black black streaks, but not spots. Yeah, you can get spots in some, but you have to do some some mm. mixed breeding a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Some race uh, intermingling. Right. <laughs> yeah, so they pit- We don't take mm-hmm. Wow. So um they pitch who's scared to CBS. <laughs> That's I cannot, not I can't really stop it. Let me tell you something. I'm sitting here like, oh, do I need to um, and um, Fred Silverman, who was the head of daytime TV at CBS, takes it to his um, ex- to, like the main executive board to pitch it, and they come with this artwork done by the designer um, Iwo Takamoto, who designed all the characters and did like the um, the pitch artwork for it, and it's full of like kids falling through trapdoors, ghosts, and monsters and things, and. The executives were like, this is too scary for children. We're trying to get the parents off our backs, not back on. We can't take this show. Imagine that. <laughs> Where we are now. Yeah. <laughs> so they came back, what do we do? And they said, let's do this. Let's make the dog the main character, make the dog the star, and play up the comedy of the dog. And so they decided to focus their attention on too much, and they decided also to give him a new name. Uh, Fred Silverman on his way back, this is the story he told, uh, on the plane ride was listening to Frank Sinatra, uh, Strangers in the Night. He says, Dooby-Dooby-Doo on the thing, but Frank Sinatra, I mean, but um, Fred Silverman heard Scooby-Dooby-Doo. And he's like, let's call the dog Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And so they came back with um, a show they now call Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? to CBS Got it pitched and approved, and they went into production in April of 1969. So, interesting side note, I always thought Fred Sanford was singing Scooby-Dooby-Doo. <laughs> Did he sing that song on, on the um, Sanford and Son? Right. Yes. 
And so they hired um, Don Messick to be the voice of Scooby-Doo. Don Messick was like a veteran voice actor at Hannah Barbera. He's the voice of Boo Boo Bear and a bunch of other characters. And Astro, the dog from the the Jetsons. A lot of people kind of gripe about Astro and Scooby basically sounding alike, more or less. Which is true, but, you know, people don't care that much. It's a dog. (laughs) Um, They hired Frank Welker and Casey Kasem to voice the two boys, Fred and Shaggy. Originally, they both wanted each other's parts. Casey Kasem had just gotten to voice acting from being a DJ. Uh, He would start Casey's Top 40 the year after Scooby-Doo went on the air in 1970. But at this time, he was still a DJ. He had just done the voice of Robin for the Batman show. So he was used to doing like a no-nonsense, straightforward character. Uh, Frank Welker was a struggling comedian. He was like 20 years old at the time. And he had just done an Elvis movie called The Trouble with, um, the Trouble with Girls, where he's in it doing a lot of impressions. You seen that? Yeah. You seen Frank Welker in it? He was a white man. He's a white man with blonde hair. who sounds like Fred from Scooby-Doo. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you can't not tell it's him because he looks just like Fred. <laughs> it sounds like him and so he wanted to play Shaggy because he liked playing like first he wanted to play Scooby because he does um, animal impressions and they didn't give him Scooby but he wanted to then do Shaggy because Shaggy was you know a wild and crazy character but they gave him Fred instead uh, they hired Nicole Jaffe to be Velma Nicole Jaffe is also in The Trouble with Girl she's like the third or fourth lead now I know if you've seen the movie you've seen her Mm, but, She's you know, the girl with the blonde hair who like who works in the hotel. Yeah. See, the problem is I wasn't really a Scooby-Doo fan, so I wouldn't really have that. Okay. Because <laughs> like, like when I first when I saw the movie, I was like, Jesus Christ, that is Velma. <laughs> Cause that's not a voice she puts on. It's like that's her voice. That squeaky cheekies. <laughs> so I think um she asked somebody in the like, um, she, like she asked somebody, I think a bartender or something. Like, Mister, Mister Bartender, how do you feel about people having um, premarital sexual relations? And I said, Velma, no. <laughs> 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 uh, but she was hired to play Velma, and um, a woman named Stefiana Christofferson. That's a very long name. She was hired to play. Come on, Stefiana. Stefiana. <laughs> Tatiana. Stefiana. <laughs> Scamiana. <laughs> yeah, she would quit after season one to go and try to be a um, a singer under the name Indira Banks. And they hired a woman named Heather North to was be... Was she also a drag queen? Right, because that's like... <laughs> no, she was just a hippie, really, Indira. to be honest. Um, Heather North happened to be um, Nicole Jaffe's roommate at the time. And she just happened, like, she was like, listen, they're having auditions for Daphne. We could, you know, we could, it would be fun for us. We could do it together. And so Dang, she got I the bet part. Stefiana regretted that. Um, I don't know. She, I've been to, I used to go, I went to like her website a long time ago. Mm-hmm. She, she's a little out there. I don't know if she even wanted to do it. <laughs> her um, name is Stefiana. So. Um, Test. Shit.
test. So, Sco so Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? debuted at 10.30 a.m. on September the 13th, 1969 on CBS. It became a huge hit out the gate. There was a point where Scooby-Doo was earning a 33% share rating, which means that literally a third of all TVs that were turned on on Saturday mornings at that time were tuned in to watch Scooby-Doo. It was as big a hit for Hanna-Barbera as the Flintstones had been in 1960, which was a pretty big hit. Uh, I'm fairly certain pretty much everybody listening has seen an episode or two of Scooby-Doo or at least familiar with it. But if you're not, the episodes are generally, you know, it's a formula. The four teenagers, Fred, Daphne, Shaggy, and Velma, and the dog Scooby-Doo are riding around in their mystery machine, their flower power painted VW van, and they stumble across a mystery of some sort. Perhaps they meet a townsperson who tells them of a ghost. Perhaps they see the ghost or the monster themselves. Perhaps they're at the malt shop hanging out, and the ghost gets in the back of their van. At some point, they run into a ghost or learn about a ghost. They decide to investigate and see what the mystery is behind this ghost. Fred and uh, Daphne go looking for clues. Velma and Shaggy go looking for clues on their direction. Uh, they run into the ghost. There's chases. Scooby runs around after Shaggy and runs around after animals that he meets that he chases after. Eventually, they find enough clues through happenstance and luck to figure out that the ghost in question or monster in question is a fake and a phony. It's a person in a mask. They decide to set a trap that Fred designs to try to capture the ghost, but for whatever reason, usually bumbling from Shaggy and Scooby-Doo, who are set to be debate, the trap goes wrong, but through more happenstance and good luck, I guess, they capture the ghost, they unmask it, reveal it to be a person who's trying to scare people away so they can steal back the land or scare off relatives to get an inheritance, that sort of thing. They're carted off to jail. The gang is back to the malt shop, and that's the end of the episode. Uh, they're pretty much, there's a formula. The best episodes of the formula use the formula to its advantage and come up with good business and, you know, comedy devices and gags and bits. The worst ones just sort of kind of just run it through a routine like it's a Mad Libs uh, chart or whatever they used to call it. Can I say something right quick? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that people imagine that when you go off like this, that you're reading something. He's not reading a motherfucking thing. This is I, all coming I, listen, from his head. It's all in his head. It is amazing. <laughs> so it, there is it. a Wikipedia article for Scooby Doo. What do you call it? Do y'all want to know who wrote it? You. Me. <laughs> uh, of course. Of course. All I need really is just a list of the shows, the like the spinoffs to make sure I get them all right because I don't remember all of those. But the history, I remember it because it's like it's just there. And so it was a big hit, and it got a renewal for a second season, which usually which usually just does not happen for Saturday morning shows. They usually make one season and rerun it into the ground, or at least back then. Because, you know, nowadays we don't have Saturday morning TV anymore, really. Because the children have, have 24-hour networks dedicated to cartoons, so who needs it? <laughs> um, season two of Scooby-Doo is the one where they introduced the, um, the Chase songs, which is a concept they stole from the monkeys. Which people don't remember anymore because the monkeys aren't as popular anymore. The monkeys yeah. can't go monkey around. But yeah, like which they, were based on the Beatles, right? Mm-hmm. They're a parody of the Beatles, a direct parody. 
Um, oh, they were a parody. Now it all makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were a comic parody of the Beatles. It just happened to hit so big that Because they... I was like, they cannot be serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Because they were made for... They're a TV... They're a fake band that became a real band because they were so popular. Oh, like that one... What's the one from like the early 2000s that we had? <laughs> Um, together? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that song was a hit, okay? <laughs> what's the, what's the, what's your, what's what's I, on I MTV, there was a show called Together, and like, they were so popular, they became, they started touring and shit. Oh, wow. They were a parody of NSYNC. Yeah. That I Know My Calculus song. Yes. <laughs> you plus, plus me equals us. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, season two of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, has eight episodes. And all of them except one have a song written or, produ- written or produced by Danny Jas- Jansen, who's also the man who produced the music for um, Ruby and Spears. This other show they sold to Hannah Barbera this year, Josie and the Pussycats, hmm. which stars a very long line of Hannah Barbera shows that also feature teenagers solving mysteries with pets. Like, once oh. Scooby-Doo became a big hit, they just decided, well, this is what we make now. Um. <laughs> I'm, and you know what? My favorite had to be Jabberjaws. I was just about to say, <laughs> did they do Jabberjaws? Yes, they did. So there's a long list. Um, so first was Josie and the Pussycats. Then there's the Funky Phantom. Don't know that one. You don't know the Funky Phantom? Like, um, there's the, they, actually, they have an actual ghost and a ghost cat. Yeah. No. Uh, Speed Buggy. I don't think I remember that one either. No, I but, remember Speed Buggy. Yeah, Speed Buggy was a car. And instead of having a pet, they had a they had an actual um, vehicle. A vehicle. Yeah, yeah, talking car. Uh, that stuttered a whole bunch. Um, Clue Club. Yes. Which had a, the the illest theme song, Clue Club. <laughs> but you had to turn that shit off once that theme song was over. That show was not good. Um, the Amazing oh. Chan and the Chan Clan. Same thing. I that. That's oh not. God. Wait a minute. Don't tell me these people were Asian. Oh my god. So yeah. Charlie Chan is a character from the 1930s, always played by a white man. And um. so when they made this cartoon show in the 70s, they actually hired um, an Asian man, um, the man who plays the um, the not the wizard, the grandfather in Gremlins. Um, what's the, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's something Luke. Um, let me see if I can. K. A. Luke. Yes. Yeah, he's the voice of um, of the Charlie. He was in the Charlie Chan movies as the number one son, but he plays Charlie Chan himself in the cartoon show. It's a show about Charlie Chan and his twelve children solving mysteries. I think there's. 12. I think it's ten. Is it ten? I, I just know it was, it was a lot. It was a whole bunch of children running around him opening. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, let me see how many kids there are. Um, I'm certain they will tell me on this thing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, there's ten. <laughs> yeah. So who's the pet in that scenario? Choo Choo, the dog. Choo Choo. Didn't they have a didn't they have a cat too? I don't know if they had a cat. They definitely had a dog because the dog's on the, on the opening credits doing his little shake dance. Yeah. yeah. That would be kind of racist for them to have a cat. That dance the dog was doing, I'm just like... It's not no like better, Kenji. They called a dog Choo-Choo. Choo-Choo. <laughs> it's a dog. It's, it ain't no better. That's a black name for a dog. Choo-Choo. No. <laughs> Choo-Choo. <laughs> but yeah, that, that show also had a great-ass theme song. But like, it's kind of... Problem, it's very problematic now. You're yeah. Like, yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> 
very. It was a different time. Brandon, you were all into that. And I've never, I've never seen one episode of this. Show. You know, this is, this is era like, of time. That shit was so problematic. But I love the music. You know, I'm these sorry, decades, Ken. I'm sorry, but that that opening theme was a bollocks. <laughs> what else? I mentioned Jabberjaw. Hi, yeah, Jabberjaw. I'm Jabberjaw. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, go ahead. Yeah. What you about to say, Ken? I was about to say the snorkels, but no, that was a that was a riff on the Smurfs. Yeah. The snorks. Oh, I love the snorkels. Yeah. Um, Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. Oh, I Captain love Captain K- Caveman. I love yeah. Captain Caveman. I love Captain Caveman. I watched mm-hmm. an episode of that yesterday. I was like, wow, this is not aged well. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, we are also not a child Everything either. that you've mentioned, you have on DVD, don't you? No, because I have Boomerang, the new streaming service from Cartoon Network. <laughs> Uh, Casper and the Angels, which is the same concept as Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels, just instead of having Captain Caveman, you have Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yeah, uh, and different Teen Angels. Yep. It's <laughs> uh, totally Casper. Were they actual angels? No, they were. They were alive. They were in outer space too. This is what? Alive. So you a had ghost a ghost in outer space, space mm-hmm. with some what teenagers. What kind of surreal shit was that? <laughs> Who was smoking? What was that smoking? <laughs> Um, and you had um, Pebbles, Bam Bam, and Dino, which was a part of a Flintstones anthology show where they solved mysteries. Oh, you yeah. had the Pebbles and Bam Bam show. That counts. They didn't solve mm-hmm. mysteries, but they were teenagers doing kooky shit. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But the funny thing about that is, as you went down that list, it was just like, you know how you do a copy of a copy and it's not quite a shark? Yeah. Right. I mean, literally, that's the that was the problem. These <laughs> cartoons are memes that have been shared too many times. <laughs> When Ruby and Spears um, started their own studio in 78, their first production was Fang Face, which is the same concept, what? just they step through it's a the shaggy character turns into a werewolf when he, it's a full moon. Oh so Lord. he's the pet. What well wasn't was Shaggy really the glorified pet? He was just a white man closer to the Negro. I'm just, wow. uh, what? Well, I mean, he's based on Maynard G. Krebs, yeah. the um, weed-smoking, bongo-playing, jazz-loving um, hippie from, well, Beatnik from Dobie Gillis. Mm. So that's not too far off. Zoinks. Yep. Zoinks! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Scooby-Doo was a Why big... Why doesn't Zoinks do as much love as Jinkies? It used to. I think the shift came because people like Velma now. They, they used to like Velma. Velma became popular from the kids who grew up with her. Like uh, really, yeah, we'll talk People about did. it. They took them out of the show entirely for like five or six years. It was a period where there was no Velma and no Fred. Um, we'll get to that point really quickly, but yeah, so CBS um paid for a third season of Scooby Doo, which they took a year off, and so they decided to put it on in '72 with a twist. Scooby Doo was now an hour long show, it was Whoa. called The New Scooby Doo Movies, and every episode had a special guest star. Hmm. Who were some of the guest stars on the show? Uh, the Harlem Globetrotters. I knew that was going to be your first choice. Oh, yeah. um, uh, what's the guy from um, Mayberry? Uh, Don Knotts. Season two of them. Don. Oh, yeah. I kind of, I remember that. Yeah. I remember, I remember this also. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the Globetrotters are in three. They are like, they were the most popular guests on the show. Yeah, I, you know, I remember them too. Yeah. Yeah. Cher. Sh- Shani and Cher. Nice. I don't remember that one. 
Um, the Adams Family with the voice from the show, Batman and Robin <laughs> twice. Yeah. Uh, mm. Don, uh, we said Don Nuts, uh, Dick Van Dyke. Uh, what's the man who did the voice of Inspector Gadget? Don Adams. Mm. Um, and then from other Hannah Marbella shows, you had Josie and the Pussycat show up, which was, was somebody said on the internet that was like seeing double. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 um, you had uh, Cass Elliot, uh, Sandy Duncan, who I only knew from Wheat Thins commercials. Because <laughs> I hadn't seen Dude. Roots when I saw Scooby-Doo. <laughs> what else is she playing? She, she in Roots. She plays, um, um, what's her name? That, um, the, the, um, the, the, um, the white lady who pretends to be the friend of, the, of um, Kizzy until she grows up and acts a fool. Yeah, I know her for something else. Yeah, though. that's all. Um, right. um, the, the Hogan uh, family. Was, that's what she's in, yeah, the Hogan family. I, I started to say that. Yeah. Because she replaced Valerie when they fired Valerie off the Hogan family. <laughs> um, the, the Three Stooges and Lauren Hardy. So Scooby-Doo is responsible for introducing me to Lauren Hardy. Because hmm. I saw them all around. Because if you've watched old cartoons, they're always caricatured into them. I was like, I have no idea who this fat man and the skinny man are. They must have been very popular back in the day. And so there's an episode of Scooby-Doo where they meet Lauren Hardy and spend a whole 48 minutes of screen time with them because it's an hour-long show. And so I was like, okay. And then one day I was flipping channels and I went past AMC and they were playing The Music Box, Lauren Hardy's Oscar-winning short from 1932. And I was like, okay. And that's how I got, became a Lauren Hardy fan, thanks to Scooby-Doo. Hmm. Uh, Jonathan Winters was on it. Davy Jones was on it from The Monkeys, speaking of The Monkeys. And he sang. <laughs> uh-huh. Jerry Reed was on it and he sang as well. Wait a minute, Davy Jones is locker? No, Dave, Davy Jones, not the the the, beat, the um the youngest uh, monkey, the cute one. Yeah, oh, I don't know these people. I only know him. Yeah, most know. people only know Davy Jones. <laughs> like, if you saw his face, you would know who. He was yeah, about. Oh, I'm I'm confusing it with Casey Jones Locker, like yeah. under the or something. Yeah, yeah, Davy wow. Jones Locker. It's the same name, it's just that that's his actual name, Davy Jones. Oh, yeah. Like, you remember the episode of the Brady Bunch where uh, Marsha wanted to have a date with David yeah. Jones? Yeah. Yeah. I ain't watched that much TBS. Uh. <laughs> Come on. You didn't watch the Brady Bunch? Don't, don't do the Brady's like that. Don't do the Brady's like that. He <laughs> said he was a WGN. <laughs> so there's two seasons worth of the new Scooby-Doo movies. Um, there's 16 episodes, season one, eight more in season two. Uh, so this one was only on DVD in part because they couldn't get the rights to all those celebrity guest stars. They're putting out a Blu-ray like, this year for the 50th anniversary of Scooby-Doo where they have every episode except for one, which is the Addams Family one. Because, you know, the um, MGM is making a new movie that comes out in at um, Halloween. So I guess they said no because of that. Which you would think, promotion? Right. But, yeah. But, yeah, so... The new Scooby-Doo movies aren't as good as the, you know, regular length episodes. I mean, Scooby-Doo at an hour is, that's too much Scooby-Doo for anybody, to be perfectly honest with you, at least back then. Um, so, and Ruby and Spears had left Hanna-Barbera by this time to go work for CBS as executives. And so CBS let the option expire on Scooby-Doo and didn't make any more new episodes. They just re-ran the old ones until 1976 when... 
Ruby and Spears went to ABC with Fred Silverman and they bought the rights back to Scooby-Doo to air it on ABC instead. Now, for whatever reason, Ruby and Spears didn't like the um, new Scooby-Doo movies episodes. Well, I me mean, I already said why they were long and they were kind of dry. But also, they felt like Scooby-Doo was, was walking around on the hind legs too much and doing very much undog things. And so they asked the executives at the network were like, okay, we're in charge now. You will do what we say. <laughs> and they created a new Scooby-Doo show uh, that would air on ABC. And they pa- they created a new like, uh, spinoff show to go along with it to make an hour block instead of having hour-long Scooby episodes have two half-hour shows. And this became the Scooby-Doo Dynamut Hour. I'm sure y'all are familiar with Dynamut, Dog Wonder, and the Blue Falcon. No? Say that again about the Blue Falcon? Dynamut, Dog Wondering, and the Blue Falcon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to love that. Yeah. Yeah. Flashing through the sky. He's a go-go guy. Are you talking about me, Blue Falcon? (laughs) Yep, I remember that. What decade are we in now? 1976. Are we still in the 70s? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. I just remember these cartoons coming on the USA Network. Yeah. Cartoon <laughs> Express. <laughs> so, Scooby-Doo Dynamite Hour was very popular, so much so that they um, ABC bought the rights to the CBS reruns and started putting them on as an extra half hour, and it became the Scooby-Doo Dynamite Show. Oh. In 1977, they decided they would have a two-hour block that they called... And you'll see what the other headliner they got for it was when I say the name of this block. Scooby's All-Star Laugh Olympics. Oh, no. I used to love that. So it was two hours worth of Scooby-Doo, Dynamut Dog Wonder, Laugh Olympics, reruns from the old um, 1969 show, and um, Captain Caveman and the Teen Angels. Mm-hmm. You, you, you don't remember Laugh Olympics? They, they didn't show that on the island? Who? Y'all got to start talking about all these. <laughs> <laughs> so, Laugh Olympics. They didn't make it over in a bottle for some reason. That yeah. bottle, got lost. <laughs> bottle got lost at sea. Wow. Laugh Olympics was a parody of an old show called Battle of the Network Stars, where the stars from all the shows on TV would do these fake Olympic competitions for, like, charities and stuff. Oh, so, so, wait a minute. Like a reality show? Yeah, like a reality show. They had reality shows in the seventh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, Laugh Olympics was all the Hanna Barbera characters competing for, like, um, like in these like um, sporting events. And uh, Fred Flintstone. But they're cartoons. Yeah, Fred Flintstone <laughs> oh and Snagglepuss were the announcers. Wow. And they had three teams: the Yogi Yahooies, which was all the like the '50s, '60s like animal characters, Yogi Bear and Huckleberry Hound and Quick Draw McGraw and all like that. The oh, Scooby Doobies, which was the seventies character, Scooby Doo, Shaggy, Scooby Dum, <laughs> and um, like the the Teen Angels and um, Genie and no, Genie wasn't on it. Babu was on it by himself, uh, and all like that. And the really rottens, which was all villains, including uh-huh. a fake Muttley because they didn't have the rights to Muttley. It's a long story. I won't tell on this show. So they created oh, wow. Mumbly instead, who was basically the same character with a different look. Uh huh. And they would compete. Uh, you know, and they would have like a little scorecard in every episode. They would do like, I think like four, they would do two events, an episode, and they always showed two like 11 minute episodes every like week. 
This is so I didn't know that. I remember being really invested, like sitting there watching, oh my god, I hope the Scooby Doo's win. <laughs> They always won. I know. They, they were, they, but like, I was like, oh, they got to win this time. It's like, it's his, his show. How is he going to <laughs> But when we saw it, they didn't show it as Scooby's All-Star Laugh Olympics. They had put, like, just basic Laugh Olympics titles on it by that time. I was good and grown before I saw the original versions of the opening credits, where it's Scooby's All-Star Laugh Olympics. And the closing titles were so long that they split them up. So they would play half the names one week and half the names the next week. So if you're like a voice artist on Scooby's All-Star Laugh Olympics and your name started with an A, you only get credit on like week one, week three, week five, week seven. I don't know how that worked with lawyers and agents, but that's what they did. Because the voice cast and the animation cast was so long, they couldn't broadcast it all every week. But yeah, that show was enough of a hit to where they continued it to the next year. They took uh, Dynamut out, reduced it to 90 minutes, and called it Scooby's All-Stars instead. But the same basic concept. In 1979, they made a TV special called Scooby-Doo Goes Hollywood. Scooby-Doo's first primetime TV special ran an hour long. They showed it um, in primetime on ABC in December 1979. It is not good. Um... In the special, Scooby-Doo quits his Saturday morning show, and it's Jackie tries to get him um, a show on um, primetime, so they do parodies of all the other ABC and CBS shows you know, that were on the air at the time. So they do, like, a parody of Happy Days, a parody of Charlie's Angels, a parody of Superman, a parody of something else, of um, Sonny and Cher. It's... It's not good. It hasn't aged well at all. It's like, it's literally like, oh, so this is what the, where they put all the 70s shit into Scooby-Doo and where it just didn't work at all. Uh, that same year on Saturday morning, they introduced, um, so the ratings were not doing as good as they used to do. So they were like, we got to do something. And you know what happens in, um, on TV when they need the ratings to boost? They introduced a new kid character. <laughs> so Hanna-Barbera hired Mark Evanier to come in and develop this character. They decided they wa- they wanted was um, essentially, uh, y'all remember um, Foghorn Leghorn? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Remember the little chicken hawk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They wanted that, but as a dog. I thought you were going to say like, um, like uh, Cousin Oliver. Yeah, Cousin Oliver, same, same shit. Or um, Olivia. Oh! I never got the correlation between Olivia and Oliver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they introduced in 1979 Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo. I remember that. Um, now, I know the internet has decided Scrappy-Doo is the worst thing that ever happened since the um, Cuban, Cuban Missile Scrappy Crisis. <laughs> I love Scrappy. But I didn't let's... like Scrappy. Well, Latria but likes him, and that's what the villain in the in the Scooby Doo movie, right? The live action. Yeah, and at the time, he yeah. boosted. He the wasn't even a dog. He was a dwarf with like a hairy. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's you, what they said in the movie. That's what they said in the movie. But he's supposed to be a puppy in Scooby Doo's. Scooby um, was nephew. adorable, and so they added think- him to the cast. Like, but like adding Scrappy to the cast basically made Fred, Daphne, and Velma like dead weight as far as yeah. the producers were concerned. And yeah. they had, Wow, you call them out like real actors. Right. I mean, as characters. Um, and so, because by this time, they had gotten rid of the TV block and they were just showing Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo blah, blah, which was called... And you'll know the other show that's introduced because at this time, it was billed first. The Richie Rich Scooby-Doo Show. I never liked that show. 
So they had introduced a new version of Richie Rich based on the mm-hmm. Harvey Comics character. I never liked that show either. <laughs> how rich can you get? Do, 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 do. You never know how rich till you've met. You know. Uh, and this these episodes are the ones where it's just Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy. And they're like seven-minute, like Looney Tunes length episodes where they just run around and have like a little comic adventure. And that's, that's it. There's no mystery to solve. You know, like the ghosts are real, all that kind of stuff. But that's what worked for them. And they kept that format for the next three years. They replaced Richie Rich in 1982 with um, a Ruby Spears show called The Puppy's New Adventures based on a a, uh, a primetime special they did at one in the Emmy. But it's basically just some puppies running around and having cute adventures. It's nothing to call home about. Uh, in 1983... They decided to revamp Scooby-Doo back on its own. It was called the new Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo show. They brought back Daphne as the responsible adult of the group. So it was Daphne, Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy solving mysteries again. Do y'all remember these where it's just Daphne and Shaggy and no Fred and Velma? Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, there's there's two seasons worth of that. So it was 83 and then 84. They had the new Scooby-Doo mysteries with the same format. But in these, they had... Fred and Daphne come back as Fred and Velma, sorry, come back as special guest stars every now and then. Either together or separate. There's there's some episodes where there's no Fred, mm. some where there's no Velma, and a couple where they're all of them are together. Uh, in mm-hmm. 1985, by this point, but in 83, Tom Ruger became the producer of Scooby-Doo, and by 85, he was sick of it. It was the same shit every time. It was boring, he said. So I, I'm going to do some crazy shit on my own, what I want to do. So in 85, he made a show called The 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. In which uh, Scooby-Doo and Shaggy mm. accidentally open up a magic chest over in Tibet that releases 13 of the most terrifying ghosts on the face of the earth. And Vincent Van Gogh, voiced by and designed after Vincent Price, the popular horror movie star, uh, assigns them to go and capture the ghosts week by week. And they are also given a new character named Flim Flam, who is a Tibetan little boy who just basically comes along with them as part of their little group. Why is name got to be Flim Flam? Because he's like a, a pickpocket and a thief because <laughs> racism. Um, <laughs> uh, 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo is notable because they stopped giving a fuck about a show about a talking dog making sense. So they just did all sorts of crazy parody shit. It eventually led to um, future shows that Tom Ruger would do. But at the time, people didn't, I guess, it didn't work for those kids. So Scooby-Doo was canceled in 86. Spent two years off the air. In 88, they brought it back with Tom Ruger producing it and driving it even further into Crazy Town as a pup named Scooby-Doo. Yes. (laughs) Red herring. So, Latree, this is the one you you missed about the, where, they're, where they're all little kids. Whereas Fred, Daphne, Velma, Shaggy, and Scooby, oh. they're, you know, little kids. Yeah. I don't know if I see I that like one. the character designs on that. You ever I, seen that yeah, one I where like it's like, they do like, the, where they see the ghosts, they do like, the eyes get super big and do like the crazy cartoony takes. Mm. And Velma has like a gigantic computer inside of her briefcase. And... <laughs> Yeah. And she walks like she, she walks like, 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 like isn't her back. 
<laughs> yes. Oh my God. Those are my favorites. Those when were my she, favorites. Like, the animation is hilarious. Little those and the ones with Scrappy Doo were my favorites. Yeah, and until Daphne's until I saw like, Mystery and Quilt. This is disgusting. Jenkins and her butler would appear. Yes, Miss Blake. Clean this up. Yes, Miss Blake. That would be all, Jenkins. Yeah. Yes, Miss Blake. And she would disappear. I remember. <laughs> and Freddie was an inept detective I who was always it. blaming Red Herring, the um the bully at school. It was like, yes. so who's the oh ghost? my god. It's <laughs> gotta be Red Harry. It's not me, Jones. Ow! <laughs> what a doofus. And they would be like, <laughs> they would get so annoyed with him. <laughs> yes. He was like Nelson, the early version of Nelson. And so Tom Ruger's working on a pup named Scooby-Doo, and he got a call after he's after season one from Warner Brothers TV, who wanted him to come over and start a new studio. So they all quit. The entire production team for a pup named Scooby-Doo quits all at once, went to Warner Brothers and made Tiny Toon Adventures, Animaniacs, Batman the Animated Series, and Freakazoid, among other things. Wow. Uh, Hannah Barbera found other people to make Scooby-Doo, a pup named Scooby-Doo until 1990 when they just started showing reruns. And after that, Scooby-Doo was sort of kind of just... Mm -hmm. Not really that popular anymore. This is when I was growing up. I was very frustrated because there was no merchandise. There was no toys. There was no nothing. Every now and then I get a coloring book, come out the blue, or a comic book that would run for 10 issues and be stopped. And I was a very bitter little nine-year-old child about all of this. <laughs> I was very upset. <laughs> all I had was the reruns on USA oh. Cartoon Express. <laughs> oh. How gentle you must have been on the mainland. <laughs> I, I feel so I like you think I, you got my heart for you, boy. To you Brandon. There were film. three um syndicated Scooby-Doo movies that Hannah Marbera made in the late 80s. Uh Scooby-Doo meets the Boo Brothers, Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf, and Scooby-Doo and the Ghoul School. Yeah, like three, three Stooges-based ghosts who help them solve a mystery in a uh, in a plantation in the South. That sounds interesting. It's not. <laughs> oh. You would think it would be. It starts out okay, but it's just too fucking long. It should have been a half hour, not like 90 minutes. I remember the reluctant yeah. well, um, werewolf. Uh, reluctant werewolf was where Shaggy school. gets turned into a werewolf because... Dracula runs a drag racing competition and there were the, were the wolf man quit, so they decided they needed a, a new werewolf, so they turned Shaggy into one. Take him and the Scooby gang to Transylvania. So, um, why did you know I was thinking of like RuPaul's drag race the whole like, time like you were describing cars. that, right? Drag car, like Mario Kart. <laughs> I know what you mean, but. <laughs> like, now, I'm, now I'm imagining Scooby doing drag. <laughs> he wore drag a lot in the cartoon. Batman transformed the word drag. What happened? What happened, Ali? I was saying that that man transformed what, like <laughs> the word drag. Is, no, it's is just like, drag no, race. Drag, drag always been drag, but drag like, race he turned into. Uh, yeah, the whole point of his, the whole point of the title of his TV show. He's a drag, the right. actual drag cars, because it's a drag race. 
Yeah, yeah. So, old school yeah, is the one I where it's like they home. hire Shaggy and Scooby Doo and Scrappy to be like teachers at like a, an academy for like monsters, little monsters, like the kids of like Dracula and Frankenstein and all like that. I know it's just a cartoon, so it doesn't have to make sense. But what would I have never heard of that one? Yeah, I've anything? never heard of that either. That one think, was a pretty funny. It was a pretty fun movie. I liked it. And it was like, "Oh, you're going to teach our children a little bachelor and Frankenstein Jr." and yeah, they did like that. Uh. Yeah, it was a cute way of 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 um, introducing kids to scary. Scary monsters, yeah, but using their children general, as animals. People like, people like showing it to kids because it introduces kids to, like, the idea that monsters aren't real. Like, you know, they're all people in masks on Scooby-Doo for the most part. And also to, like, do detective work and, like, uh, solving mysteries and all like that. Like, people like that. That's part of why, it, mm-hmm. you know, it was successful in the first place because it was, you know, it's nonviolent. The most violence that happens on Scooby-Doo is Scooby-Doo chasing, like, a squirrel and getting stuck inside of a tree. You know, like, it's um, it's not really scary, just sort of kind of, you know, like, atmospheric a little bit. At its best, at its worst, it's just flat and boring. Uh, <laughs> and I think people liked it also because Velma was, you know, intelligent and, you know, she was helping solve a mystery. She wasn't just there to be the girlfriend, which was... Daphne's purpose until they decided Daphne should be written better as well, which was a good thing. Because season one, Daphne, she's just there to get kidnapped or fall into a trap door. <laughs> they call her danger-prone Daphne in the first season because she's just always just getting kidnapped by the monster, tied up and stuck in a basement so they can trap the other kids, you know. Where are we at now, 90s? Yeah, we're in the 90s now. Uh, yeah. 94, they made a TV special, Arabian Nights. Uh, no, I don't think anybody's seen it. It's not good. We'll skip it. Uh, in 90... I haven't seen that. Seven or eight. 98, they made a TV movie called Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. They made a big deal out of it because this was um, after Hannah Marbera had been bought out by Warner Brothers. Well, they, Hannah Marbera was bought out by Turner, who was bought by Warner Brothers. And this was a, their first Warner Brothers production. They showed it on a Cartoon Network and sold it on um, VHS. That's how old this is. Um, <laughs> very popular movie. This one's actually decent. I like this one. It's where the gang's been broken up for years. They get back together to solve the um, to um, work, help work on Daphne's TV show, where she goes and investigates um, and uncovers like um, conspiracy theories. So they go to the South to like um, to Louisiana to like what's supposed to be a haunted mansion. And they discover that the mansion actually is haunted for once. There's no people in masks. And they have, like, it's really, like, um, they find out, you know, like, some shit's going on down there. They have to figure out how to escape. The, y'all have seen this, right? Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. and Zombie Island? I think I remember it. Like, I remember Daphne yeah. having her, like, paranormal activity show. Yeah, and so that was so successful that that Warner Brothers has now made a whole bunch. There's way too many to name. So like every year they make a new Scooby Doo directed video uh, movie, and they're still making them. They're still coming out. I have not seen but like four or five of them. There's too many of them, and they just they all run together. Uh, back on TV in 2002, the WB brought back Scooby Doo to TV in What's New Scooby Doo. 
which ran for three three seasons on the kids WB. Yeah, what's this Gooby Doo coming after you? We're gonna solve that mystery. I don't like this show. Well, the thing is, Dang. by the time this show came out, I'm <laughs> I, I'm like I, twenty. I, this show was made for like modern kids, so it has all the tropes <laughs> of modern Saturday, like like Saturday morning shows from that time, where it's like a lot even softer than the original the original show. They do the those stupid ad breaks where somebody flies off a clip and they cut to commercial. I hate that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and just the whole thing, and it's 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 done on one of those old-fashioned video computer um, systems, so everything looks too sharp and too bright. Yeah, I remember when cartoons moved over to, to computer coloring, and you could tell. Oh, so, so you 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 wanted all those? You wanted all no, of the, the, the I just the wanted somebody in the um, post want- office to like <laughs> turn down the saturation a little bit or something and make it look. What happened? I like to know, I turn up the sepia. No, fuck you. I turn up sepia. <laughs> turn up sepia, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that show ran until 2006, and then they brought up um, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo Get a Clue, which is a show I have barely seen where apparently Shaggy and Scooby-Doo are running around trying to find artifacts or some shit. And they're... Sounds like yeah, so you've seen that? for older kids. I, I have never a, seen that before. It was on Kids was WB. Uh, Fred, Daphne, and Velma pop up as like special guest stars here and there. Uh, and then in 2010, the Cartoon Network introduced the best Scooby-Doo show that's ever been filmed or will ever be made, in my personal opinion, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, which is yes. Scooby-Doo if yes. the people who made Buffy the Vampire Slayer oh, and who made um, Lost made a Scooby-Doo show. It has a continuing plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, featuring Vivica Fox featuring as, Vivica um, Fox. was it, Angel Dynamite? Yeah, who I is so, like yeah. she I'm runs sorry. the um the local radio station. She helps the kids out and helps them solve <laughs> mysteries, but she's part of a mystery herself. Mm-hmm. It, ter- yeah, it turns brand, out in the show it? in the first episode, uh, the first I guess five episodes, they learn that they are not the first group of teenage teenage mystery solvers in their city of Crystal Cove, and there's a whole mystery oh. behind why what happened to the other kids who disappeared. And it's actually the scariest out of all the Scooby-Doo Yeah, it's very dark. Every, like, because it's, it's very dark. <laughs> it's yeah, almost kind of like, like Sabrina, but... Okay. Every other episode is a parody of a horror movie. The one that fucked me up, I mean, my, yep. mind you, I was like 30 by the time the show came out. Um, well, no, I'm, 20, I'm 27, my bad. <laughs> Perpetually 27. Um... There's an episode where they do a parody of The Shining. Mm-hmm. So they're trapped in a, like a hotel, like a ski lo- lounge, so a ski lounge someplace. Yeah. And there is yeah. uh, Scooby is looking for Shaggy, and Shaggy's in like the like in the tub, same way the lady, the naked lady in The Shining is in the tub. He gets about the tub, and like a monster is in the mirror and comes out the mirror to try to attack them. And then the same thing happens to Daphne as well. <laughs> Listen, I about couldn't watch that at night. Like, because mm-hmm. I watched it when it was on Netflix. That's how I saw it. And I was like, mm, yeah, I can't. I got to turn the light on because I was like, oh, that's a lot. Were you about to ask Quad? So, at this point in the whole Scooby Doo thing, mm-hmm. 
is it still people behind the monsters or are these real monsters? On this show? Um, a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, they blurred the line a lot. Like it wasn't always just. Yeah. It was. That's what made it so creepy too, is because like yeah, some, most of it was like actually real. Oh. And it was it was like, it, it was, was a very continuing story arc too. It was they did the shit. So the yes. yeah, the funniest shit I've ever heard. It was serialized. Previously yes. on Mystery Incorporated. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's I why I love it Empire. so much. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was very well written. They um so wrote good. the teenage wrote the kids like they were actual modern teenagers mm-hmm. for fucking once. And yeah. I like how like it was, it was like like, like the like old designs, but a little bit more stylized and a little bit more like loose. And there were subplots, mm-hmm. you know, like Daphne was in love with Fred. Fred was in love with only like making traps. <laughs> And he didn't understand like attraction yep. or sexual interest at all. Period. Uh, Velma was trying to date Shaggy, but Shaggy was same diff, same thing. He was way too immature for any of that. He only wanted to play with his dog. And so when Velma and Shaggy start, um, they go to prom together, and Scooby finds out. <coughs> Scooby has like a jealous, um, the jealous wife who's been cheated on for like three episodes. He's like, "Don't touch me." <laughs> Eventually, Velma meets a new friend in season two. That friend is a girl. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are we really doing... Oh, my God, they are doing this. <laughs> what happened, Ollie? I'm curious. I don't know. What you should Google it right quick say? and see if they have think pieces about how Scooby-Doo... Mystery Incorporated ruins children's perceptions of, of um, heteronormative um, relationships and tries to continue the gay agenda through an innocent children's cartoon or some shit like that, they would probably say. <laughs> but it's a really good show. Like, it's a really good show. Like, it's it's very well, well written. Like, and like the last season, second season is only two seasons, um, only two seasons, 52 episodes. Um, that second season is fucking ridiculous. Like where the mystery goes, like it's as if like yeah, yeah. When it finally saw, like, like unraveled, I was like, "What? What?" <laughs> because yeah, they started talking about Planet X and Illuminati and oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, I was just about to say that Illuminati was all. Up. I was like, mm, I don't know. I, I feel uncomfortable. I was like. I don't know about this. Brennan, you know, <laughs> Brennan, you know we were kings, say, right? We, we was wolves. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, Sco- yeah, Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated is now on the Boomerang app. Like, like get it, start a free trial, see if you like it. Like, that's a good ass show. Or like. Or like rent the DVD. They're I want not, it back on Netflix. You know, Warner Brothers is going to make their own streaming service this year. They're, it's not coming back to Netflix because uh, money. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. I'm so sick of it. Like, um, and then they made after that because the Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated did not get good ratings. They bounced it all around the schedule when it was actually on the air. 
So when they did the new the next series, which was called Be Cool Scooby Doo, they wanted to be more cartoony and comic. <laughs> they look. Yeah, they look like somebody was on drugs and yeah. drew this. It is be so co- ridiculous looking. Oh my god! Yeah. But it's actually funny. Be I cool, Scooby Doo like it, looks like Family Guy, ridiculous. basically. But it's a Scooby Doo show. It aired mm-hmm. for three seasons, like 2015 to, to um to last year, 2018. Yeah, and so the show that mm-hmm. just came out last week is on the Boomerang app. Ironically, it's called Scooby Doo um, and Guess mm-hmm. Who. It's a revamp of the 1972 new Scooby-Doo movies format, except for now it's a half hour instead of an hour. And so they have special guest stars. We read the list last week, but the first episode guest stars Chris Paul. They will also have Whoopi Goldberg, Wanda Sykes, Steve Urkel, voiced by Jaleel White. Um, Who else will be on there? Ricky Gervais, Weird Al Yankovic, and some others as well. And Batman will be back, and Wonder Woman. And so they're airing that week to week on the boomerang. Because hmm. Jaleel White was promoting it like his episode was going to be the first one to air. His episode will come out till August. <laughs> He's excited to be working. I... <laughs> Quadra! Uh... <laughs> oh, Lord. But yeah, anything else uh-huh. about Scooby Doo that y'all wanted to say as it turns 50? I wasn't a huge fan. <laughs> I, I don't know, Reggie. I think that's the one. That's the one cartoon right. that, like, the... me and my mom always watched. Like, that was her favorite cartoon, Scooby Doo. Like, she would just like her TV would be on Boomerang all the time. Yeah, it's. I, it's I'm pretty sure we do. I guess Rocky and Bullwinkle on Amazon might count, but it's the oldest show that is still in some form of production. Like it and the Simpsons keep fighting year mm. by year about who which episode has who show has more um, oh, episodes. Oh Lord, if they produced. don't give up the ghost, <laughs> I want the Simpsons to watch. Please, no, <laughs> no. I tried watching it. It's like it doesn't even have a plot anymore. I can't follow it. Like ever since I think I've trailed off when uh, Maggie. That shot was a long time ago. Whoa. <laughs> I know. That was when I last started, like, literally paying attention heavily. I mean, I forgot when I really stopped watching, but I started, like, I tried to watch it the other day, like a more recent episode, and I'm like, this doesn't even have, like, a real plot or really following any, uh, uh, like, storyline. It's just a bunch of random shit happening. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, like, to the point that, you know, Star, uh, was it, uh, South yeah. Park had that joke, Simpsons did it. Even though ne- yeah. now they're kind of at the point where South Park did it. Uh, um, but it's just kind of like, yeah, they've run out. and But it's like Fox doesn't know how to kill the it. The ratings are Because good it still makes money. Because I guess, it. I don't know who. White folk. <laughs> well, right, I'm like, it. who's watching it? Yeah. What white folk? The I don't white know anybody who still watches it. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know no. anybody actually watching it who's talking about it. It's kind of weird because it went from being a show that was like mm-hmm. so highly debated and to one that was beloved because it kind of grew with us. And that was when yep. you just, I think people watch out of almost I duty. I remember when The Simpsons, yes. <laughs> you remember when it was on Tracy Ullman? <laughs> I didn't see it. I, I first saw it when it was on Fox. Was I was not allowed to watch it. 
So I remember that when it first debuted on Fox but on its own. I did forget to mention the Scooby-Doo live action movies, which none of which I really like, but hey, some people like them. Uh, the first one came out in 2002, directed by Roger Gosnell. Heaven help us all. Uh, written by James Gunn. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it starred Freddie Prince oh, wow. Jr. as Freddie, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller as Daphne. They were married. They are still married. Um, Linda Cardinelli as Velma. Who I y'all didn't know that was her. I, there was a post I in the group where this might put, put like four of her roles, and I was like, <laughs> that was Velma. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Ken. I think Ken posted. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. And, uh, Matthew would Lillard as Shaggy. Yeah, was Matthew, he was very good. That was he was, he was really good. He was so he was good, in fact, that when Casey Kasem retired in in two thousand and nine, yeah. he competed for and got the job of doing the voice on the cartoon. So he's the voice of the car of the cartoon now. <laughs> he should, cause he sounded right. just and, um, like him. And they got, I guess, they got some. Australian guy Neil Fanny did the voice of Scooby Doo instead of getting um like one like a voice actor from here because now that Don Messick has passed on he passed on in '97. Uh, Frank Welker does the voice himself now after 40 years of waiting he can finally do the voice of Scooby Doo because <laughs> you know Frank Welker is now like a big voice actor he does like Transformers and he's the voice of a Boo and Aladdin and he's the voice of everything now. Yeah, he's like the Mel Blanc of, our, of every- our generation. That's the name of his. Um, it probably is. That's the name of his biography. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Scooby Doo, even though it was panned when it came out, it was popular enough, made enough money to make it to have them do a sequel called Scooby Doo Two: Monsters Unleashed in two thousand and four. That, as you listened to last week's movie, I saw um, for free mm-hmm. in the theater and still wanted my money back. Like, it tried to be a little bit more close to the cartoon <laughs> by introducing, like, the monsters from the cartoon, like the Minor 49er and the Black um, Knight and all that kind of stuff. But it's a slog of a movie still. <laughs> still uh, written by James Gunn, directed by Roger Gosnell. It's ironic that James Gunn went from writing that to writing Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, like what a come up. <laughs> um. And they right. made two more for TV for the Cartoon Network. They were live action with like younger kids, you know. Uh, Scooby Doo: The Mystery Begins and Scooby Doo: Curse of the Lake Monster. I saw Mystery Begins. It's a cute TV movie for kids. That's basically it. It's parts of it are interesting. Most of it is kind of just you know. I am way too old to be watching this stuff. They're not even trying. Like I'm too old for it, and they're not even trying to to like give the kids good entertainment here. But hey, and they made like a directed video one called Daphne and Velma that came out last year where a black girl plays Daphne, a black girl in a red wig, a light skinned black girl, but a black girl nonetheless. Like, <laughs> like what was her name? Because I remember seeing the trailer like, is she black? Looked it up like, oh shit, she is black. It's not Kiersey Clemens. Oh, is, it that, is, is it Kiersey Clemens? Um, what is her name? Oh, okay. Sarah Jeffrey. Uh, she was also Never on, heard oh, she's on Charmed now. That's who she is. She's one of the leads on the new Charmed, the remake. Yeah. Oh, oh. So I remember her. watching the trailer like, okay. it's Daphne Black. <laughs> <laughs> well, then that would be the same girl that was on Into the okay. Batlands. She played Vale on Into the Batlands. Right. So the black girl that's on Charmed. 
Okay. Huh. I'm on this boomerang website and I'm realizing all the cartoons they had. I might have to. <laughs> I might have to. They got yep. the Flintstones and the Jetsons and Garfield. Yeah, they got Paddington Bear. Paddington I forgot that show awesome. existed until so they put it up. Like, new show, Paddington Bear. Like, the fuck? And I watched it. Oh, I haven't seen this in 25 years. <laughs> and Bonicula, which I used to watch when I had the Boomerang channel before they yanked we, it off Comcast. Yeah. What were you going to say, Ali? I, I I mean Paddington Bear, man, that thing is so old to me. Like I remember when Paddington right. Bear used to right. be um, stop motion. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God, Ali, you take me back. Oh my God. That's all I have, Ugh. y'all, about Scooby Doo. It's turning fifty this year, so they're putting out yeah. all the shit on Blu-ray now. I feel like I need Scooby Doo on Blu-ray, like I need two assholes, but. Wow, I don't know. I might wow, break down and buy it one day. You never know. Don't judge me for it. I mean, what in um in Blu-ray for them to sit there and do this? Like I can't see it over the over the podcast, but like you know, Scooby Doo, how do you stand and they sit there and the mouth move and the chin don't <laughs> in HD? <laughs> At least in the SD, you can imagine a little bit more like life to it. <laughs> Cause Boomerang, the app has them in HD. I watch. It's freakish to watch. Like you can see all the dust and the, <laughs> and the, like the lint underneath the, the drawings. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, and it's just weird though that Scooby Doo's become this popular now. Cause I mean, like I said, when I was nine years old. There was hardly any merchandise for it. Now you can't escape merchandise for Scooby Doo. They have everything. Like the, you know, you, the people drive around in fucking mystery machines. <laughs> you think Looney Tunes um, could get this kind of revival? After Space Jam Two comes out, because <laughs> that there that's oh, so Looney Tunes. They actually yeah. are producing new cartoons. Like they, they're putting them out now in anticipation of Space Jam coming out next year. Space Jam too. So they are trying to bring them back. We'll see if it mm. works. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Um, but that's that's all on LeBron's yeah. plate. LeBron and old boy from that um, okay. uh, random acts of flyness on HBO. He's per, he's directing it. Um, they're shooting it now. Uh, I don't know what kind of plot they're going to have. I don't want that shit with them aliens stealing the talent again. I, I got it. I've got his talent in the basketball. <laughs> you remember that movie, Quadris? I do. It was so awful. I just bought a t-shirt the other day, Space Jam. For what? <laughs> Nostalgic. Mm, Lola Bunny. All right, y'all. Um, That's all I have for the episode. Anybody mm. want to say anything before we go? No. Who's your favorite Scooby Doo character? I'll ask that. I'll start with. Yeah, Velma's mine. Velma. Sorry. Uh, Kendrick. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a toss up between oh. Scoob oh, yourself you, you, or Scrappy. You like Scrappy. So have you seen the movie, oh, the live action first one? Yeah. Yeah, they, they did your yeah, part dirty. I know he was a villain. <laughs> but my thing with. My thing with, I understand it. 
But I feel mm-hmm. like for me being a little kid at the time, like Scrappy appealed to me because I, I mean I was a little kid. Like and that's what he was supposed to appeal to. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I see I myself in this show. A, a little brown uh, a kid. A little <laughs> brown uh Ali. Okay. You like Scooby Doo. <laughs> uh and Quadris. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really get into that show. Uh, not at all. No. Uh, <laughs> he said a sandwich that you made. One of them sandwiches that Scooby would always snatch from him. Put mustard on top. <laughs> and his mouth would stretch real wide. The whole the thing. Whole thing. Oh, so once. many jokes. So many. Jokes. The whole thing. <laughs> Right. Oh, oh wow, wow, wow. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Opened his mouth so wide and took the whole thing. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so, uh, Quadros, thank you for joining us. Wow. Thank you for having me. It's yes. been a stone blast. <laughs> yes, Lord. Um, if you guys would like to hear more of our show, you can find us at SSMPodcast.com. You can find our show across all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever else podcasts can be found. I forgot to mention, um, um, Black People, this is episode 300. Oh, wow. Yeah. You guys have been doing this. <laughs> oh, you turned that. Yeah, yeah, um, we did that. I guess we did. <laughs> so it's episode 300. You so, did it. You did Does anybody it. have anything you they want to do? They wanted to say about the show. It's 300. It's 300. <laughs> oh, damn. Wow. No. Favorite episodes? My favorite episode was that one episode where y'all had a special guest and y'all talked about Brandon. That was a great episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> favorite, like, I'm sure it was. That Dennis Edwards tribute, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the fact that we did it spontaneously. It was just really fun. Um... I really enjoyed I'm trying to think. Also also the the in spite of the all the we know that episode was, was really kind of fun. Um That was really good when we played Trouble of the World. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like when we all yes. talk about how horrible yes. justice is. That demon. Uh, <laughs> that Ooh. unholy demon from That's the pits of hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I was talking about how Ken was like drunk when we were watching. <laughs> he kept ordering them free like, Excuse me, bartender. <laughs> You're right. You I did really a wasn't ER, in that moment, wasn't I? <laughs> I mean, listen, it was free, so you might as well. Um, What else? Read the episode I enjoy, um, even though it's a sad (laughs) moment. The Prince episode, too, actually. That was a good episode as well. Yeah. um, No, yeah, it really was. Anytime I get to learn some stuff, I love learning stuff from people. Yes, that was really good. End of Martin episode. Shout out to Shaw. uh, Rest in peace. She was on Buffalo Dose. I wanted to be on that episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Family Matters episode. I'm glad I missed that episode. Where I, where I trolled the character oh, that, with that's, um, that's the, you. Um, the Tracy Spencer song. Which <laughs> song? We were, uh, went on Family Matters when Tracy Spencer was on it and her, him and, her and Eddie sung Tender Kisses. No. 
I just remember when Shanice was on. Yeah, when Shanice yeah. was on there. Good, you know just how I feel. <laughs> it's oh, yeah, the, you. That's <laughs> oh, my jam. Tracy Spencer. I'm so. Although, you know, when I rewatched it on Hulu, I like skipped all them Tracy Spencer episodes because they like annoyed me. I was like, yeah, okay, Eddie, listen, we get it. You McCrary. Sing. McCrary sing. That's what they do. Oh. <laughs> all of them. You about to hear oh the little boy, the, the newest McCrary, about to be singing in three weeks at, in The Lion King. Yeah, he's like a nephew, Wait, I JD think. Is he, um, he was also in Little. I forgot to mention that. He's in Little. Yeah. And he's saying yeah, he's I in Little. Remember, I like, little boy can sing. The, the trailer. I don't, yeah. I didn't know he was today. <laughs> I think we Googled that on the show one week. Uh, like I, I, I didn't know it either. Well, is it somebody that's like older yeah, than Yeah, his used to be parents used to be backup like singers back in the 70s. They had an album out back then, but it didn't really oh. take off. But like they used to sing backup for everybody in addition. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what else? Okay. Um, but yeah, like I, I really appreciate us doing this show. Like it... It's the it's sometimes it's the high of my week, especially lately with everything that's been going on in life. Thanks for letting. No, me, like, we appreciate you. Listen, listen, tired. listen. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how oh, it always happens. That's how it started with Ken. Like, okay, I started with so Ali. Like. <laughs> It was funny though because like earlier in the year I was like, wait, am I a member? <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no jumping people in. We're like, you know, like we're we're warm and friendly here. <laughs> but yeah, thanks so much for everybody for listening for 300 episodes, Lord Jesus. With yes. Yeah, <laughs> By all means. Um, but yeah, so thanks everybody for listening. I'm about to go and just like enjoy the rest of my birthday and open up this present that I spot on my doorstep when I got home. Yeah. See what's in it. Uh, I do, but I don't you know if I should have drink? it. He <laughs> got him some brandy. <laughs> oh, uh, no, I took the week you off. Tomorrow? <laughs> oh, see? Okay, then you need to get some drinks. Well, well, because I just came from the, I, I went to the gym today, to so you know. But I went to. Okay, I, I, your body I went to be is ready still for the competition. burning calories, so it's uh, fine. I went to beat Louis in the competition. What competition? <laughs> Nigga, stop! <laughs> if you don't do all that, you can get this drink okay. for your birthday. All right. Better. You guys, this your birthday, so I'm Brandon. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been the Say Something Nice podcast. I am Brandon. (laughs) I am here with Latria. Ali. Bye. This guy sitting to my right. (laughs) And... Scrappy Cornelius Emil Mondavius Blackavelli. So black. (laughs) All right, cool.